guys. Welcome to episode 314. 314 is our very first time pushing this shit out to Twitch. So get your Twitch on. Right? Yeah. Mm. Excellent. That's so good. Um, I would like to let you guys know, if you're the laziest person... Wait, strike that. If you're the laziest drinker in the world and you want to cheat... Uh, Watershed Distillery, right from right here in Ohio, Watershed Distillery is making a one ingredient old fashioned, which is not that much better than the normal three ingredients old fashioned, which would be bitters, orange and bourbon. But the watershed is just perfectly balanced. And in one bottle, you can just pour that right over ice and drink it. And it's fantastic if you like old fashions. Mm. So, I'm a Manhattan person. Again, there, there you have. It. That's another one. That's just it's it's a very simple, basic cocktail. So, uh, but Watershed is doing these now. The whole idea is just you can just buy one bottle and and you just have a bottle, add ice, and you got a drink. So very cool. Good for them. And it's uh, our friend Andy Connect, who used to be a bartender over at Porco. So those guys that work at Porco, they go on to greatness. <laughs> Yeah. Which, which one was he? Uh, Andy, we, he's the guy we called Tall Andy. So like thin, yeah, yes. kind of like all American looking. Extremely, extremely. Okay, clean I know who he is. Yeah, tall guy, thin, dark hair. Uh, yeah, very handsome. Very. He knew, he knew his shit too. He, oh, he, he made a good. He made a good Roman twist. Yes, hey, they, we yes. have we have people watching on Twitch. Michigan Mike is on here. Hey, Holy Mike. crap! Yeah, I'm Michigan Mike. <laughs> I know, and this just like that, it starts working. Your yeah. governor sucks, Michigan Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> is this going to be the kind of thing on Twitch where it's going to be like somebody's going to try to give us money to take our clothes off? Maybe. I'm, I'm really cheap for that too, man. <laughs> hey, here we go. Here we go. Accomplishment. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, I was looking for the donation for getting a uh, Johnny Mac to uh, get some clothes off, but I, I don't see the button, so I'll we'll, we'll figure it. Out. <laughs> Speaking of Johnny Mac, on his birthday, when I was editing the last Moto stories, I was doing some research and pulling up videos and stuff, and I found that lake. Well, Phil sent me a link to the Lake Area Loop video. Yeah, and Johnny Mac is in it getting interviewed, and look at that baby face on that video, man! You had hair, you had you were, you looked like you were thirteen, just all bubbly and happy to be there. <laughs> that was what two thousand and five or something like that. Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, he looked like Phil. You look like a younger version of yourself. A while ago. He yeah, looked I, like a completely different baby faced like little guy or something. Like it was, it was funny. We were children. Yeah, it, we weren't we weren't full blown adults just yet. No, so yeah. Well, cool. they say if you aren't if you're not grown up by fifty, you don't have to. So oh, then then I'm all over that. Yeah, I'm absolutely all over that. That's that's super cool. The uh, but we uh, interestingly enough, so kind of back to the the topic of motorcycles and our podcast, as it were. Um, I. I can tell you that today we had a top temperature of 40 degrees and it was quite sunny. And uh, we did have a customer ride a bike into the shop for service. Uh, that was, he gets the hardcore, hardcore guy of the day award. And he did hit the spot of ice in my parking lot and lay his bike down. Oh so, no. Yeah. So well done, except for 
the spot of ice in the parking lot. Um, I give him all the all the props in the world, but he was he took it like a man. We didn't even know he laid the bike down until he came in the shop and told us he did it. So okay, he wasn't injured or anything. No blood. No, no injury. No nothing. He just said he goes. Oh man, I I rode in here 15 minutes. Uh, It's cold out. Yeah, I I know. And everything was great except for I laid the bike down in your parking lot. And I was like, oh, and and, you know, it's we're not savages. We salt. I mean, like it's it's as it's as nice as a parking lot it possibly can be, but you're going to have the occasional slippery spots. You say, yeah, and this, uh, you're lucky it wasn't like 10 degrees out because all your plastics would have shattered right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. And then I took the, uh, I took the zero out for a ride today, and uh, it, it, it was cool. It was good. And uh, there were several times out there that I felt the, I felt the traction control activating, so keeping me from dying. So that's cool. Yeah. So I'm a fan of that. The uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out of my uh, my Zoom or my Twitch because I think there's a tremendous amount of latency happening there as a result of me trying to operate on, on multiple frequencies at the same time. So Yeah, I, I finally got new internet coming tomorrow because I can't deal with my shitty internet, especially doing all this stuff, so I actually upgraded. So I should be not... That's sad. good. Same company or are you going with somebody fresh and new? Well, we had Spectrum like mm-hmm. seven years ago through Case where my wife works. Yeah. And then they shut it off. They were like, we don't do that anymore. And they, they closed out our bill and mm-hmm. then they never took the gear and it never shut off. So it's still here. Yeah. yeah. But I was down to three megabits per second, which means that a YouTube video took 28 hours to upload. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that's the same speed I have just going through normal like 3G or whatever out of my phone. So Right. Right. It's yeah. terrible. Completely unacceptable. <laughs> so um i'm kind of excited i know we're, we're going to be talking momentarily about the distinguished or the disgruntled gentleman's ride uh which is always my preferred version of it and uh they are going ahead with it so right now it looks like it's full steam ahead that it's it's going to be a real thing it's going to be a real event uh there's uh, there's no reason to think it's not going to happen. And it looks like they got some really good protocols involved for all of us to follow, to basically make sure that we don't kill anybody in the process, uh, which is cool. And uh, the, I'm pretty, I, I will have to admit, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, looking for having a, a May event and uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a big deal. So it's the 23rd of May, which is a Sunday. And uh, always a Sunday, but so let's, you know, fingers crossed for good weather and we'll have at it. So do all the people with underlying conditions right up front? Mm. <laughs> Excellent point. If you think you might be COVID hot in the back of the pack, right? The, <laughs> that's it. You can just breathe on each other at that point. <laughs> right. Stay downstream. Yeah, and so uh, we, do, you know, friends of our show, people that we love, you know, Bill Murar, um, we were just talking about the Lake Erie Loop. Bill Murar has been struck by the COVID. Uh, Kurt Edwards, our friend from Kentucky, um, we all love Kurt. Kurt has been struck by the vid. So, yeah, just a heads up. And uh, oh, so, sorry, we were, stuff. Wondering, yeah, Steve? <laughs> we were wondering where Smith was. Yeah. He misunderstood everything and he's on Twitch wondering why he can't talk what to us or something. <laughs> Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like that's good. So he can comment. That's cool. Just, or maybe he'll sign out of Twitch and sign back on to Zoom. That's what we're working on, right? <laughs> tell, tell him to type up a joke. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Chris, tell us a joke. <laughs> tell them to send us some bits and twits and tips. Yeah. We need uh we need Chris uh never mind. What I, I thought this was the best he's ever sounded. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan's best joke he's told. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty good. When I was editing the last motor Keep in mind now his whole family is on Twitch watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez that's funny all right so he should be coming soon too so we'll have a smith soon okay cool yeah that's good yeah i'm not going to even attempt to read the comments as we go along just on this particular setup with this old laptop i i feel like there it was just just incredible it was like in, in implying a bunch of latency in the situation I'll, I'll bring it up if anybody says anything i'll tell you and you're yeah. you know what that's i can cool. do is i can type it on the chat on the right of zoom so watch for the chat over here okay. and i'll, I'll add things yeah and, and i mean if we like this and this works out fun for people and more power to them right yep yeah that's what we can do hey so you guys would like today i would like to announce that we had our 100th subscriber to patreon uh and what was great was we got to the 99th subscriber and i was like oh shit we're at 99 subscribers we should do something about that and i threw it up there that we needed to get to 100 and like a dumbass i should have said we should have got to 150 because then a bunch of people would have signed on but my dumbass literally the next guy who subscribed was going to be number 100 and uh it just happened to be tom pennington uh, we know you. We love you. We can't get enough of you. Tom Pennington down in New Orleans is our 100th patron. So well done, Tom Pennington. Um, we are going to send you a box of goodies. In addition to our normal box of goodies, I'm going to send you some extra down low shit that's like super secret squirrel old timer POC crap uh, that nobody else has. That you know stuff that was like prototype stuff because. Screw it. You're, you're our 100th patron. You should have something special. That's you know? awesome. So well done, Tom. Uh, but uh, to get Tom, and that was great, uh, apparently my reaching out through the Facebooks and whatever, letting people know that um, we needed to have somebody reach to 100 caused uh, two or three other people to cancel their subscriptions. Oh. <laughs> or just not renew. <laughs> so people were like, oh shit, I'm paying for that. Wait, I never watched that crap. Anymore. <laughs> so we, we got a couple on board, but we lost a couple too. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. And uh, I, the big fun about that is it didn't like, it didn't hurt our thing because the people that dropped out were like the $1, $5 people, you know? Right. So yeah, it was fun. So it was, it's pretty, pretty rad that uh, Tom got to be number 100, but then our, Patreon count immediately dropped within 24 hours, like back to 99 or something. So we picked up a few. We lost a few. So it's very uh, fucking cool. Did Rand quit? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Up. That's a, that's that's an excellent question. I I didn't look, and I'm not going to look it up right now. I promise. I'm I don't want to be that guy. But the uh, I hope we didn't lose Rand. I don't want to lose Rand under any circumstances. There. Uh, there has been a flurry of activity from our Patreon subscribers. And I mean that they are just, uh, they're on fire and the stuff that's coming across is hilarious because uh, one of our, one of our subscribers is, you know, absolute Kansas city guy, you know, Kevin. And he was talking for John for Mecklefresh talking about, you know, the, the low dollar bike an affordable heavy hitter he's like dude a triumph tiger 1050 
They're all day long. They're 3000 to 3500 bucks. It's a hell of a motorcycle. It's mm. tons of fun, and he absolutely loves his. Fuel injection, three cylinders, sport touring, 115 horsepower. Thanks. Yeah, that's legit. Okay. That's legit. I'll have to look at that a little bit. Thank you. It's a triple. I don't hate triples like yeah. Steve Hoffert. Yeah. And uh, we were I don't talking. like the cadence. I don't hate the triple itself. <laughs> I hate the, the way it feels. The I did want to make you a just com- haven't written a good one. <laughs> I wanted to make a comment that when we talked about those top 25 motorcycles of all time, or at least the top 25 motorcycles, according to the Rob report, that wasn't our yeah. opinion of what the top 25 <clears throat> motorcycles were. That was somebody else. And you're welcome to have your opinion on that. too. <laughs> you know? Oh, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man sleepy has been uh listening to pounds over there yeah sleepy dropped a few pounds oh wow, steve you're looking a lot younger <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic hey phil just going a little bit back on the dgr you, i heard on the on the previous podcast that you were thinking about going through the the railroad Going down to um, yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about ending up at the Cuyahoga Cuyahoga Valley, Cuyahoga Valley, scenic, yeah, the scenic railroad, just because it's a cool spot and there's <laughs> trains there and it, it might be a fun spot to get pictures with your motorcycle in front of the trains and stuff, yeah, and uh, if, but if anybody else has any other ideas, more power to you. I'd love to hear them. The uh, that that's that's all good. The uh, I feel like we're dealing with a Benjamin Button situation going over there at Sleepy. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> the, and that's uh, not a bad thing can anybody name the bar that is in the background of sleepy's uh screensaver no it is the tonga room in san francisco at least i think it is yeah because it's got the indoor pool with the cabana that floats and the band can the the band gets loaded onto the floating cabana and the cabana wanders out into the middle of the floating pool and plays music for you and then every half an hour or so it actually rains rain comes out of the sky well out of the ceiling onto you as you're dining and uh every 10 years or so they threaten to tear it down if you get a chance and you're in san francisco go to the freaking tonga room uh, it's old school OG. The drinks are usually pretty horrible, but the ambiance is amazing. I think that may have been Beatrice sitting in. Uh, no, that was definitely um, a stand-in. That was a sleepy stunt double. Oh, she's back. Yes, there she goes. There, there's the mini sleepy. <laughs> So uh, another follow-up to our discussion over the only beautiful motorcycle that ever had a square headlight. Ah. No. All right. Hold on. Okay. So the, we all, I'm going to just, we're just going to say this. The, the Honda CX650 Turbo does not count. We discussed it. It's not a square headlight. What about it's, the 750? It's rounded square, but it's not a square like, dot car headlight bulb so ben big we love you ben big took it upon himself he said one of the top 25 square headlight bikes and he shows a picture of the cx650 turbo which again not an ugly motorcycle right not any by any standard it's a beautiful bike but it's not a square headlight so 
he immediately responded with a picture of this, which I got to give him credit for. Shit. Come on, damn it. Oh, fuck it. So it's a Ducati 888. And the Ducati 888. If you turn off your background, maybe. I know, right. But if, yeah, if you look at the there Ducati 888, the Ducati 888 is gorgeous. It is a beautiful bike by any standard. Um, and it, it has week, a freaking straight up DOT car square headlight in it. Damn it. So, so last week, did we look at the Honda VT500E? Well, we, we probably didn't, but we probably should have. That's a square headlighted son of a bitch right there, too. Okay. You know, I have a sick one, but I can't I can't get past this fucking ever since uh, Google switched it to like the Pinterest bullshit. So when you find a picture, you can't yeah. actually show it. No, you can't. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's pissing me off right now. Open it up in a new tab kind of thing. That's what I'm trying, man. You feel, I thought you were going to say the uh, the Katana was going to win. But I did the Katana. Did it have a square headlight or did it have a lens? Because I thought it had a lens. I, I think it was a lens. I, I don't yeah, think it was, it was fully square, but it was squarish, you know, ish. but. I'm basically talking about the actual freaking DOT square low beam for a car. So it's got a high beam and low beam, you know, different bulb in it. And uh, that's it's just was motorcycle companies being cheap as shit. But the Ducati 888, I completely forgot about that. And uh, plus, it's a cool name. I mean, 888, the triple the triple Ocho. Come on. That's cool. How about how about this bad boy? I know we didn't get him here in the States, but I wish I could find one. The CBX 750F. Yeah, that's two so, square <laughs> headlights in the front. Man. That almost looks like okay. two square headlights. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm seeing two square headlights. It is. <clears throat> I, I, I tried to find a better picture, but it. Uh, yeah, and I think of it having. I think instead of having a rectangle DOT headlight, it may actually have two square proprietary headlights. I wish I could find here. Look, you can see. Let me see if I can find. Yeah. I don't know. They don't. Yeah. See right there. You can yeah, see. It's yeah. definitely more. Yeah. It's definitely two square headlights. Right. Two particularly square headlights. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But, uh, someone someone mentioned of... the, um, the, the CB 700 SC. Yeah. So right. And all the Nighthawks too. So all the, the, that whole era of Nighthawks and the, the CB 700 SC, um, absolutely square headlight. Yeah. And not an ugly bike, not hard to look at, you know. Um, hey, speaking of ugly bikes, did you all yeah. see this? Can anybody tell me what this is? And boom. Oh, yeah, the new Busa. 2021, they brought it back. Yeah, so it still has four carburetors, right? Uh, no, I'm teasing because it's a Suzuki. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how long that has it been? Four, four square headlights. <laughs> it hasn't been gone for very long, has it? No, no. I mean, it's it's only been gone for a very short while. The speedometer but, still goes way up to 180 miles an hour. Yeah, which which is silly because we know that that bike goes at least 186 due to the gentleman's agreement. I would I would want to make that speedometer go to like 225 or two, check check yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah. 1450 not a big surprise there from the old 1340 sure yeah that's cool yeah so i thought that was pretty interesting that they you know we thought it was gone we thought we were going to be dealing with all you know the death of the hayabusa and yet it's back it's like well it's KLR. 
<laughs> you know. Well, you know, the roads are running out of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never liked the line of the Hayabusa. I don't know why. It just, it's not appealing to me. The, it just looks like a, like a whale. I just don't like the line. It is very bulbous. Yeah. And Guy Martin, uh, Guy Martin, our favorite Brit, is going to be doing a land speed record attempt on a lightly modified street legal Hayabusa. I saw so, that. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. The, uh, I, I kind of, that it's just one of those things is like, so after what, 20 years, are we finally on generation two for the Hayabusa? Because three, I think I that think. might be what it is. Three was the was the it it, it it was the redesign really just like a cosmetic thing or no? It's a complete thing. Like, hold on, let me see if I can find the video and I'll just mute it. Yeah, I mean the new one, the one that they I, just I announced. Right, the new one's different, but I thought there was a like the original, and then it sort of went through a, like a half redesign. Okay, so maybe this is generation three. Maybe or maybe two and a half. <laughs> yeah, show me that again. Generation three. Generation three. Yeah, that's it. If you look, if you look, I get to, get to punch you. All right, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is Suzuki's um, video that they put out. I'm okay. gonna, I have it muted, so it shouldn't play any yeah. music. We should be cool. Mm -hmm. But you can see they bring all the generations together. Oh, they do all three of them. So there okay, that's definitely one. Generation One. I like this there's, video game. Is this Leaf? There's like a half. I think we're playing Leaf Enforcers right now. Shoot. There's the oh, new yeah. one going between them. All right. That sure did look like lethal enforcers. Yeah. Oh, there it is. oh yeah, look at oh. They all look the same to me, man. I just don't Yeah, get yeah they do. They're not that different, that's for sure. It is third generation. So yeah, third generation. So I mean that's that's saying something. Uh those those motorcycles, uh the first generation came out in what, nineteen fifty one? I think <laughs> exactly. uh, been for a minute. Is, yeah, that is that Japanese symbol? Uh what does that mean? The same? <laughs> it's the Japanese writer for the same <laughs> the same old <laughs> the kanji on the side actually I just translated is historical plates <laughs> <laughs> no carbs it says carbureted <laughs> carbs <laughs> yeah. so isn't the word Hayabusa the name of a, a Japanese hawk that preys on blackbirds yeah that was the whole idea Honda came out with their super blackbird you know, and they came out with the, C the CBRXX Super Blackbird. And so Suzuki to be like, wow, being cool, they're going to call the bike the name of a peregrine falcon, which is the mortal enemy of blackbirds, you know, um, and also extremely fast. Like, I think it's one of the fastest birds in the world. I don't know. I'm not much of a bird guy, but yeah. So but you know, they, you know, they won. Both also, Suzuki won. Um, for video producers, you just saw without sound, the shake effect looks stupid. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. just like the video is broken, and you're like, yeah. "Why is it doing that?" It is. It's, you need to have both elements there in order for that shit to work, right? Yeah. The uh, and to be, I mean, to give them their due, yeah, the Hayabusa. When they pulled it out of the line, it didn't surprise me they pulled it out of the line. It just surprised me they pulled it out of the line and they didn't stick anything else in there. Right. You know? So uh, you got a savage motor. <laughs> <laughs> just two two savage motors welded together at the crank. <laughs> hey, Mr. Mr. Meat. I mean, ball. isn't that part of the strategy though? Like you're gonna pull it out of the lineup, let it rest for a while. Never get by, by how it boosts again. 
right. You're not going to just bring it right out. They want to let, I get, you know, is there a strategy to letting it? Because they did the same thing with the KLR. Absolutely. Where they killed the KLR and then they let it idle for a year when you thought there wouldn't be another KLR. Ta-da! Here's the KLR. Make people talk about that shit. So two things on the Twitch guys. Oscar, what you got there? Hold on, Mr. Meatball. Yeah. Gold. Sake. Sake. Mr. Meatball says it's Japanese for ditto. And then Dig8493 says it's the fastest bird. And then Brian says, nope, it's a peregrine falcon. It translates to Enola Gay. Yeah. <laughs> it translates to Enola Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> the, uh, not like, I have ridden the first generation of Hayabusa and I have ridden one of our customers that we service his bike now has, I think he bought the very last of the second generation Hayabusa's that was at our local Suzuki dealer. And I think the price he paid for it was obscene. The discount he got because I'm pretty sure he bought a one or a two year old bike off the floor and uh, brand new, like no miles, full warranty, but the bike was already like a, a 2017 or a 2018. Uh, and he, he has his bike serviced by us and I've taken the thing out and honked it around. And, and it is a very good motorcycle. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything bad about a Hayabusa. It's the crazy coolest sport touring motorcycle you could ride, except it's hard to look at. Whereas the CBR Blackbird is fucking gorgeous uh, from any angle. And the Hayabusa is one of those like, well, I guess that's what you have to do if you want to go 200 miles an hour is knock all the hard edges off of it, which is fine. You know, that's great. It serves a purpose. Yeah, and it, it looks ergonomic. It looks aerodynamic. It looks its part for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Not a looker, though. No, 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 no. I yeah, wonder if Honda will bring out the Blackbird now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Honda will bring out a 1,450cc Blackbird, you know, and 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 just call it the Angry Blackbird or whatever. Well, well, what kind of the bird kills a peregrine falcon? PCBs. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> and a bird kills a peregrine falcon. Bird shot. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the name for a mouse that just ate decon? A mouse <laughs> desiccant? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why they had to get rid of decon because they you know they the mice were eating the decon and then you know falcons and stuff were eating them and it was killing them. Oh shit. Wow. Dude, I oh. saw I saw a new mouse trap today by accident looking online for something. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a, a roller log that you put on a five-gallon barrel, and you put a snack at the end of the roller, like a bearing of a metal roller. So yep. when the mouse goes on it, he just rolls off and goes into the barrel. And in parentheses, it says, you can be humane, or you can add five inches of water to the barrel. <laughs> you, you put antifreeze in it, too, so they don't oh, stink. I've seen, I've seen people post videos that those aren't very humane, because you end up with a bunch of mice in the bottom of this bucket, and they just eat each other. They eat each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, 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 put water, you gotta put water in it. Yeah, you, you have to put water in it. That is the yeah. most humane way. Yeah, because <laughs> I've gotten thirty chipmunks that way. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and Hawk, you can buy these. You can buy these four-inch um, sharks to put in the water too. So when the mice fall in, <laughs> or, that's, that's really or you humane. Can put some rods in there and electrocute the whole thing every once in a while. Every once in a while. <laughs> 
Like, just, just rig it up to your garage door switch. So every time you open the garage door, it just zaps the bucket <laughs> and just see chipmunks jumping up in the air. <laughs> I just think it's funny that people think it'd be really okay for lumber uh, for chipmunks to like have their last minute on earth be as a lumberjack. <laughs> that was handy. Nice. You should, you should put some alum in the water and then you could harvest the hides. Make yourself a jacket or a pair of gloves. Cool chipmunk gloves. So there was a dude for each finger. So there was a dude that that ran a camera in his backyard because he was wanted to watch the cute chipmunks, and he realized a horrible thing that they are evil little fuckers and they eat each other and they eat other animals and they're kind of mean and they fuck everything up. Like, like they look cute, but they are they're like a warring tribe of little fucks. They're not cute at all. <laughs> a worrying tribe of little fucks. Chipmunks are trying to eat Steve's house. Oh, really? <laughs> Tell you what, Mrs. Smith hates the hell out of chipmunks. Does she? Those, oh, those man. Chipmunks cost me 1900 bucks to rebuild my porch because they undermine the entire porch. Then Michael Fresh and I were getting carrying a, a, a cooler across the porch and it collapsed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Not I'm sure fault. it had everything to do with the cooler and not both of you guys. <laughs> oh, no. It was a, it was a huge cooler. They cooler. What did they cool away? Like 150 pounds. It was loaded to the top with beer. So. <laughs> the, uh, I, all of a sudden, uh, I got six inches shorter. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know this, but I guess that Yamaha has done... Uh, I, I didn't know this at all, but I guess that Yamaha has done, at least for 2020, a VMAX Sport Heritage. I'm not fucking with you. It's a 2020 Yamaha Sport Heritage. Now, that tells you how long VMAX has been around if they can call the 2020 VMAX a Sport Heritage. Um, Do they put a square headlight on it? And ape hanger, ape hanger bars and tassels uh, and a cow seat and Springer front end. But uh, no, it's for real. And it, the, the interesting thing is the image I'm seeing is that it is just black. I mean, it's black. The wheels are black. The tires are black. The headlights black. The seats black. There is the, the entire motor is black. In fact, you can't even see the dis, like the normal distinctive snorkels on the side of a VMAX engine would tell you it's a VMAX because it has those giant snorkels on the side. And you can't even tell it's got snorkels on it. Um, it's, it's fucking black it's it's just and uh, we talk about bringing back old bikes but sure as shit this is a 1680 cc v4 at seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety nine doll hairs and it's on yamaha's website i'm looking at it and holy shit i uh what is this thing it's the blackest v max you're ever gonna see it's the 2020 yamaha v max and it's on their website. It's currently on their on their website. Yeah, on their Yamaha on their Yamaha website. And I had thought that the VMAX was gone. I'm wrong. It's still there. And uh, on the website, there's absolutely no shortage of kanji going next to it to remind you that it is just like the Hayabusa. It is Japanese. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's very uh, very interesting. If anybody wants to go check that out, it's it literally says born with muscles. <laughs> yeah. 
Congratulations. Like, that looks like a character of caricature of a motorcycle. It doesn't even look like a real motorcycle. It bothers, like the whole area with the back tire and the rear fender bothers my eye so much. Oh, yeah. Because they should have at least put an implied load on this before they took the picture and put it on the website. Right. They should have sagged that back end out just a tiny bit. Yeah, that, there's nothing good. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Scroll down a little bit more. Right, yeah. So it still has the ubiquitous, uh, it still has the VMAX dashboard. You know what? This is this is way, this is actually, this, this is part's same, good. This, this is, is really the same good. VMAX they've had for 30 years. They just painted it black. Yeah. Everything on that bike is very similar to the old one. Um, so I guess it really is a quote heritage classic. <laughs> what do you what do you think this is for? This X bracing right so here. So this has been around for a while now. Um yeah, it 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 is go it does go up to the uh frame hanger. So I don't know if it's because if you look there is no down tube on the front of this frame. Right. Yeah. So uh so yeah, so that's there. So that that's there to hang on to things. Okay. But uh, yeah, how crazy is that? So it definitely looks like it's good for two up touring. <clears throat> oh yeah, as usual, V Maxes have nothing but the best accommodations. Right. And if you look, the rear passenger peg <laughs> is, um, is is located directly in the butthole of your passenger. So the the knee. Let me see. So if your butt's here and your yes. knee goes here, yes, your knees are in the shoulders of your or your driver, and then exactly. Down. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's that's about right. Yeah, there's 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 very few places that are worse in the world than on the back of a V Max. The uh, so yeah, well, that's, that's a, pretty much like a, a foot long of uh, of seat for the passenger, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. about seven inches. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you take keep in mind that that's a seventeen inch rear wheel, so that seat is tiny. Yep. Yeah, that, that's it's, a real tiny seat. There's a lot of weird proportions here. Like the, the, the wheels just goes with this gap. There's a gap up here. There's a gap. It's just a lot of weirdness going on. And what's hilarious is if you do look at an old VMAX, like a proper old VMAX, you know, the proper old VMAX, it, it was different. It's not the same motorcycle as this, not by a long shot. The proper old VMAX has a, a you know, a full frame. It, it's got a full tubular frame. The proper old VMAX has a big back seat, like a legit back seat you could put a human on the factory the rear peg on an old v max is a place where a person a human being could put their feet you know there's a lot of things when you look at an old v max that are different than this bike and the, you know interestingly enough the old v max looks better so to me at least but again what the fuck do i know nobody would ever ask me about how to design a bike but yeah the uh, if 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 I look at a picture of an old V Max, it looks a hell of a lot more attractive than this you know this new thing. So I'd like to just go on a record and say three people to take an engine out of a meat of V Max. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this was. I'd like to just go on record to say if I was designing a motorcycle, I would consult you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to me, the yellow, the old screaming yellow zonker V Max. Yeah, yeah, if I had a VMAX in my garage, it would have to be yellow. Yep. Um, just one of those That's things. That's what Bruce that, has. It doesn't have second gear. Hey, A-Train uh, 6911 says it looks like a backwards Vespa. <laughs> it actually kind of does look like a backwards Vespa. It, it does have It does have bad. I mean, it's just one of those things. I, you know, it's the Heritage. So it's the VMAX Heritage Classic Edition. Yeah. So there you go. Um <laughs> 
it doesn't get any more hopeless than that right. is you know so that means that the yamaha would be a night train well i was going to say next year kawasaki is going to have to come out with the zl 1500 eliminator <laughs> it'll be whatever their biggest across the rails four-cylinder is stuffed into a street rod frame uh, and that means the super magna will undoubtedly be coming back as well well that that's a good question so like what what do you think each brand what is the next vintage bike they're going to redo you know what i mean like as much as i hate to say it i think we have to acknowledge the fact that the late 80s and the early 90s are becoming cool again yeah so you know oscar's jumpsuit and all this other shit uh it, it's all it's all coming around and you know the we're gonna have a, a 1988 throwback honda hurricane you know oh i hope so in red and white you know all right so so you mentioning that so we got the 80s when we started putting well 80s 90s a lot of plastic so that was the like the shift on the 70s stuff in earlier so for now what do you think is like the key or like the the main bike that you would say this is the 2020 going forward like quintessential bike that yeah. shows the new style that's like forward on the other brands do you mean what is the iconic bike of the 2020s or you're right at this point that it's on the market shit i mean buy. i mean the live wire <clears throat> and that no, is, you know you're gonna look back you're gonna look back in 10 or 15 years and you're gonna say the the iconic bike of the early 2020s was the the first electrics because that changed everything yeah. i mean that's what i think is going to happen Mm-hmm. And I mean the lines might the live wire the live wire changed everything. Well, I mean the live wire was a I mean basically the concept of the live wire changed everything, but Harley couldn't get their shit together. I mean they could have really done something. They had the resources at the time to be a zero. I mean to have the market of the zero, but they didn't use the resources in the correct way because they wanted to seem like they were they were progressive in a regressive way. Dude, they gave no, you can't do that. They gave Charlie and Ewan two bikes that don't exist to be <laughs> on a TV show that has twelve episodes or ten episodes. That every dude that was like thinking about adventure bikes was like, "I want one of those." Yep. And he looks it up; it's not available. How dumb do you have to be? I mean, come on, man. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. They they had the they had the chance, but they got that in. So so uh, these guys are watching that show. What are they going to do? They're going to look up the live wire. And what's going to happen? Zero's got advertising probably right on the same page as the live wire. Like, you look up a live wire, Zero's going to come up, right? So then they're going to say, well, I can't get a live wire. Let's look. Let's go down to the next thing. Hey, the chat has a great one. So, so far for 2020, I agree with this. Super 10 race 700. Definitely yeah. defining bike of 2020. And that's, you know, when I think back... The the nineteen ninety eight I'm sorry twenty eighteen twenty eighteen and so what I what just comes to my brain is adventure bikes like that's just I think adventure bikes are so identifiable somebody contacted my shop and they want to trade me a very a very particular Honda motorcycle for two used two hundred and fifty cc scooters. Now, 
can we guess what bike this guy wants to trade one of this bike for two highway legal freeway legal scooters bmw 1100 or 1200 gf i'm gonna give you a clue it's a honda oh honda uh-huh. and it's a honda fury so this dude wants to trade us a honda fury 1300 you know whatever it is it's a fake Jesse James bike. I mean, it's a Honda Jesse James bike. They should have called it the furry. It is the furry. I mean, I, if it was in my world, if it was in my shop, we would only ever call it the furry for fuck's sake. It is one of the most pathetic things. It's where Honda, a major company, right? Wow. And by the way, this gray one is the best looking one you can get. If you see this bike in red, it's an embarrassment. Uh, it's really, really bad. <laughs> the uh, it, this bike, this is straight. This is factory. This is not a custom bike. This is exactly the way it comes from the factory. And but this is this is Honda essentially copying West Coast Choppers and copying copying Jesse James and copying Sucker Punch Sally, etc. It, it looks like it's missing parts. It does. It is. And, and here's the crazy thing. It's clean. It's sanitized. It is sanitized. This is a liquid. Is, everything is smooth and they have all these lines and stuff. Then the exhaust is like, fuck you. It's, a liquid, it's, it's EPA regulated. Well, what, what's that bundle of wires right under the tank? Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, the clutch cable. Yeah. So, it's from the carb. Yeah. It's the clutch cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why, why couldn't they hide it? They made so much effort to have all these clean, yeah, open spaces. This. They were like, this would be way too hard to bring the frame up. Just cut the fucker mm-hmm. off right there. That's yeah, perfect. Exactly. Cut it. Cut the frame right off. What is going to drive Nick crazy is this motorcycle went to so much effort to have negative space between the cylinder head on the front cylinder and the triple, right? They wanted that space to be there. That space was so important. Do you know what is under that thing that looks like a valve cover? I don't know. The hoses for the liquid cooling system. (laughs) (laughs) So that cover is not a giant piece of billet that is the valve cover or the rocker box cover if it were a push rod motor. So that ends that, down that, here, huh? That entire thing that you're on right now comes off, and what you will find is the liquid-cooled head and the hosing that supplies liquid to the liquid-cooled head. I'm surprised so, they didn't put a bunch of holes in the down tube, you know? Do you look Do you look at the front there where you're scrolling, where your mouse just was? Yeah. You'll see that there's a water tube going into the front of that head. So go down right here, there you go, go. right there. If you look in close on that, you're going to see that's plumbing. And that is actual plumbing that gets liquid into the front of that motor. Uh, so they did so much work on this bike to make it look like a custom chopper. Oh, is so that, I think is the that back of that frame, Steve, the back of that frame is gusseted. So they must have, yeah. they must have had an issue with the, uh, weakness in that part of the frame mm-hmm. so they had to put that little piece in and gusset yeah. that in order to, to re-support the frame you're exactly oh, yeah. right and look so there's your tube right here too so yeah. there's your water and there's your water there's your water goes into and goes out where's so the radiator it's right there on the front oh right here yep oh it's between okay. the frame rails so and the fans back in there too okay. so that to me is the example of like if you want to know when jesse james jumped the shark 
or when Honda jumped the shark for Jesse James. Like, that's it. At that point, <laughs> that motorcycle stopped being cool. Once that motorcycle became available from Honda, everybody that had the Jesse James or Sucker Punch Sally or Orange County Choppers version of that bike in their garage just saw the value of their item drop precipitously. Yep. So... That's the uncoolest motorcycle in the world. The uncoolest motorcycle in the world is when the custom bike finally gets copied by the mainstream shit. Yep. And that's when you, you all the cool went away. All of those bikes, all those, uh, what do they call those? Uh, uh, pro street, pro street bikes, pro street bikes like that are worth nothing. So, so very little. In fact, that somebody's trying to trade me one of those for two, old like 12 year old 250 cc automatic transmission plastic scooters hmm. and i would almost i'm i almost want to take them up on the deal just because it's hilarious how devalued that is and if you look on cycle trader that motorcycle is selling those bikes right now there's about 20 of them on cycle trader right now and they're selling between 4500 bucks and 6200 bucks wow which represent and none of them have any miles on them, and that represents a dramatic loss over what the people invested on them when they bought them. So, True. that's iconic of a time frame too. I think that's a two thousand and three, maybe. So, yeah. But to Steve's point, do you think that like the, that design that we just watched? Do you think that's kind of driven by the new electrics that look clean? That obviously you don't have a motor, but that do you think that's the new trend of the designs of just making them just not as bulky yeah. and less plastic. I, I think I think that's absolutely true. Manufacturers are going out of their way right now to hide any wiring and hide any plumbing whatsoever. So that you're like it's like a mystery. Well, there's a motor. I recognize the motor, but how do things get in and out of the motor? A lot of companies go to a lot of effort to hide all that. Um, so it's I mean that's not a new thing. Honda was plumbing uh, coolant through the frame uh, in the early 80s. Oh, that turned out I'll tell you a little story. <laughs> so, Funky, Phil. Yeah, so this is great. So uh, a, a thousand years ago, I saw a Honda 1987 V40 2.5 Magna. So this would have been the VF700 Custom, a.k.a. Super Magna. We all know the bike. And so I had gone to look at the bike because at the time I was just absolutely queer for them, right? And had to have one. Fair. Couldn't possibly live my life without it. And off I fucked to go buy this bike. And the price was cheap. So I went out and looked at it. And you know those uh, you know those foot pegs that fold down, those cruiser pegs, the freeway pegs? Carry on. Yeah. You've all seen them. There's two kinds. There's a kind that has a metal strap that goes around the frame and has a bolt going through it, right? We've all seen those. And then, you know, you put that on your frame and you got these foldy, foldy downy foot pegs. So when you're on the freeway, you can put your feet up in a more comfortable riding position. So to be cooler, this person had taken that and said, no, that strap part looks stupid. I, I don't want that strap part on there. I want to put the, the bolt that holds the peg on straight through the frame. Oh, my so, God. So this guy, <laughs> what a fucking idiot. So this guy, he drilled a three-eighths inch hole right through his frame. Oh, gee. Right where you'd want those foot pegs to be. Now, the problem is the right down tube on a Honda V45 or V42.5 Magna uh, 
holds water. Or did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coolant goes right through the frame. And so when he drilled a hole in there, I'm sure he was fucking mystified why all this coolant came out of his bike when he drilled a hole in what he thought was full of air. Not only did he compromise the strength of the frame by drilling a hole through it, but he also let all the coolant escape. So he just soldiered on and he put a nice rubber gasket on there and he put a rubber gasket on there and he put a rubber gasket on the backside. He ran the bolt through it and he tightened that son of a bitch down. And when I went to look at the bike, I was like, that's kind of, dude, did you put a bolt through your frame where your coolant is? And did you put rubber washers on there to keep it from leaking? And he goes, I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine that if when he did it, all the coolant didn't come out of the bike, if that didn't happen, that when he put the bolt in and took it out for the first ride, all the coolant came out of the bike. <laughs> yeah, I and I was like, so did you find that out before or after you warp the head? You know, because it's not like there's a, a, a heat gauge on a Honda Magna. There's not. There's just an idiot light that tells you you've blown up your motor. Right, so, enough. yeah. So I know for sure. I was like, dude, that is fucked up. And he's like, well, you know, what do you mean? I was like, do you know what I would have to do to fix that? Like literally to fix it, yeah. what would I have to do? <clears throat> and he's like, well, you can just put a, a hose clamp around it. <laughs> no, you can't just put a hose clamp around it, dude. <laughs> well, you'd have to, you'd have to cut two lengths of metal and then weld, yeah. like re-weld the whole thing in of course. above and below that. Well, of no, course all you know, is a piece of inner tube and a hose clamp. You're fine. Right. You're fine. Hold it right in there. You'd uh, have to push was, it out in the was, middle of Lorraine Road. <laughs> yeah so you know the first time you tried to ride that bike to columbus or something that would just let go and just shit would go everywhere our, yeah. but that was before flex tape so that yep. might that might be an option yep flex seal. all right that's right you got the dude sealing the bottom of the boat right yeah 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 slap some of that stuff on there yeah just that's a lot of damage 400 turns of electrical tape you'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine seal. I always, to be honest with you, I know it never works that well, but I wish they could really get that 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 electrical tape that you can then hink shrink to work, yeah. like you know, on the shit that like where you can't really take a, a thing apart. Right. It kind of uh, works, but it never really works as good as heat shrink tape. You know, I actually got a roll of this three uh, M. It's self adhering, self healing silicone tape. So it's an electrical tape. And it's you peel it off both sides, and when you wrap it around something, as soon as it touches itself, mm-hmm. it it like it's permanently attached. It becomes one with itself. So yeah, it's kind of like seal, a yeah. drink. <clears throat> On Friday nights, when my wife falls asleep, I become one with myself pretty much every week. Too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to hear a joke? Always. <laughs> so, so a woman has twins, but she has to give them up for adoption. So one of them goes to a family in Egypt and is named Amal. The other goes to a family in Spain and is named Juan. Years later, Juan sends a picture of himself to his mother. And upon receiving the mother, or the picture, she tearfully tells her husband that she also wishes she had a picture of Amal. Her husband laughs and says, but they're twins. If you've seen Juan, you've seen them all. 
Let me let me up the ante. Oh, that's fantastic! No, no, let's let's enjoy the laughter. Uh, so, I should have said Juan. <laughs> so out out in Ireland, the Edge and Bono walk into a bar, and the bartender says, "Oh no, not you two again." Who's the Edge? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that wah wah wah? <laughs> yeah, I did look it up, and there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of different emergency self fusing tapes out there. Um, I know I have some in my to go bag uh, that I've that I picked up over the years that are motorcycle industry specific, but it looks like um, rescue tape is pretty much the words you want to use if you're going to search on the internets and. There's a whole lot of companies marketing rescue tape, but I think, like John says, go with 3M. Mm. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. Or Gorilla. Gorilla makes good tape materials. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when it when it, if you stick this tape back to itself, mm-hmm. there's no pulling it apart. It is like it. That's it. I mean, you might be able to tear it or whatever, but and it's like thick, spongy, gray silicone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it touches itself. It's done. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have something like that for pipes. You wrap it like if you have a hole in a pipe, you could just wrap it around. Mm-hmm. And I think the water activates it. It's like a water activated epoxy. Yep. And it turns into like steel. Yep. Yeah. There's there's nothing you can do once that stuff's hooked up. And the I cannot tell you the brand name of the stuff that I have in my motorcycle kit. It's green. I know that. I know the manufacturer like made it green to be specifically you know, that thing, but, uh, it is emergency rescue tape. And yeah, when you talk about it is, there's definitely like an AB epoxy component to it that once it's on, it's on, it's not coming off. You're good to go. And it will, it will apparently do any degree of temperature and any amount of pressure. It doesn't care. So that's cool. So it's good shear characteristics so that if you have a broken like frame, it won't shear. Right. It's, it's amazing because like some of these epoxies, the stuff I use with my boats, mm-hmm. it's 18,000 PSI. When you mix it together, the epoxy itself is 18,000 PSI. So if you, you know, you add fiberglass to it or tape or whatever, and you put the epoxy around it, you have an 18,000 PSI weld, basically. Yeah. yeah. Is there something in between? I mean, if you use electrical tape. It lasts for a little while and then just it just goes to shit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> then if you use epoxies, you're never going to get it out. You're done forever. Yeah. yeah. Some of those cases you cannot use like a, a, a shrink tube that you can kind of do that. But is there anything in between you can kind of wrap around that doesn't fuck up in just over a year and just. I hate to say it, but at the shop, when I'm in a situation where I I need the electrical insulation of electrical tape, but I also need wear abradant, like I need wear protection. So I know that something that I'm going to put electrical tape around because I have to, that, you know, because it's a a closed access. I can't take it apart, put shrink wrap on it, put it back together again. So what I generally do is I tend to use 3M branded electrical tape, right? 
Um, and I'll use that and I'll wrap it, but then I'll also go over it with a cloth tape, like a gorilla tape, you know, like something that's, uh, you know, a duct tape or something like that. And I'll use that just for abrasion resistance because yeah, electrical tape really doesn't have great abrasion resistant properties. Yeah. Nick, what do you use? What's your deal? Um, cause you do so many electrical projects. Uh, you've got to have something that's up your sleeve that you use to shield your repairs like when you for, for the most part is just it, i mean usually we don't use electrical tape either we redo the whole thing or use the the duct or or the spiral stuff but it's just we there's no good solution for bundling stuff or or fixing stuff that it's long-lasting I, really I can tell you this I, I bought a whole tube of harbor freight electrical tape and yeah. i've been using it for dumb shit yeah. and it's been in my garage and now that it's been like seven degrees yeah went out there and i dropped it and one shattered it broke it broke <laughs> and I'm like wow this tape really sucks <laughs> when you're doing like with our stuff like when you're doing higher voltage stuff we wrap with a, there's a rubber tape 3m makes like a rubber tape that you wrap around the, the high voltage connection. Yeah. And then it kind of like bond, it bonds to itself and it forms like just a rubber blob around the, basically it's real stretchy. So you stretch it out and as you wrap it around, it like bonds to it, like binds to itself. And then once you put that around, that, seal that the sounds connection. like what I had. Yeah. And then, but then on the outside of that, then you use standard electrical tape mm. for abrasion resistance. But uh, that, that uh, rubber tape is what really, keeps the uh, electrons in and the death out so yeah i, I got, was wondering uh, if maybe gaffer's tape for the outer layer would be good yeah yeah but i gaffer's think, tape I think that, like, a hybrid system is sort of what you need you need the electrical tape and then you need a protective coating on the outside all right okay and then some flex seal i'm and then some flex seal <laughs> i'm going to tell you guys how you can change your life for 25 cents <laughs> Tell us, Uncle Phil. And it's not stealing a cart from Aldi. Stick a quarter up your ass. It is. Okay, Steve, type in the following letters. Okay, w stand by, stand by. Hold on. Wait. W-A-G-O. W-A-G-O. Wago. I'm going to tell you guys, this is it. Uh, I have, I've been turned on to these things a few years ago. Wait, hold on. There's a bunch of Wagos. What is the, uh, there's like a technical company called Wago. That's right. And there's, it's called a Wago wire nut. Stand by. And so you guys have all Stand seen those by. little wire nuts that bad electricians put on things, right? Oh, right. Right. <clears throat> so Wago, W-A-G-O, this company makes these things called these Wago connectors. And they're available in every shape and size, right? There you go. And uh, these are the old school, actually. These are the, the old Wagos. There's a modern one that's clear. So this is the old school. This is the ones that I don't use anymore. But these Wago connectors, the idea is that you literally just take the insulation off of the thing, slide it in, and fold the bar down. And what's nice is if you've ever worked with any of the orange or yellow or blue or red wire nuts, um, they make a fucking mess, right? And we've all been there and we all know what that's like. But the, and you can pull them apart pretty easily. And they also strip out. Well, these Wagos, 
these things kick much ass. And so the reason these ones are cheap that Steve's showing you is because this is the old school style. The old school style is made of this gray material and you can't see through it. The new Wagos are clear. So um, there you go. Look at the clear ones. Come on, Steve, get the clear ones up there. Here's right. the clear ones. And this is why you want to use the clear ones. Because with the clear ones, you can actually see that you've put the wire in far enough. And then when you latch the thing on, there's no doubt that you're making good connectors, uh, making good connections. This is the absolute best thing next to a soldered splice. When you don't have time to do a soldered splice, when you're doing troubleshooting, when you're adding something into a power loom, um, these sons of bitches are amazing. Uh, first of all, there's zero chance of it arcing out to something else. Just strip a little bit off the end of the wire, jam that son of a bitch in there, and fold the latch down. And no solder. You can do it with one freaking hand. So when was the last time you ever did a wiring fix, splice two wires together with one hand? Um, and the new ones are low profile, 29 cents a piece. Um, if you've got these in your toolbox, even if you're just going to use them for diagnostic purposes to test something out, and then you're going to go back and solder it correctly and shrink wrap it correctly later, you can, but these are good enough. You don't need to go back and solder that shit. Are they uh, reusable? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. This well, we have something like. similar where, uh, in some of the products that we have that you mm -hmm. can just, just punch in and then it clips over and over again. And they're really solid. Those are legit. I love these things. Yeah. Uh, these guys, I bought a, I bought a couple of hundred of these a few years ago and you can buy them in two channel, three channel, four channel, various different girths and widths. But like, even if you just get the ones that are like uh, AWG, like they said, this one goes from 14 to 28. So that's just about like every bit of wire on the bike. Right. So that one size will service a lot of different types of wire at the same time. And it's so much cleaner than using wire nuts and any other kind of dopey shit. But I really, really recommend these. These things are these things are kick ass. And what it showed you is you can test. You can stick a, a test probe in there. So if you're doing a bunch of wiring in a bike, you don't need to undo your connection to test it. You don't need to violate your insulation on your wire to test it. You can literally, there's enough room in there to stick a probe in and, and do your uh, termination testing or continuity testing. So get these damn things. They are cheap and they will save you a lot of heartache. Uh, bad connections will, will have you ripping your fucking hair out. So WAGO, W-A-G-O. And don't buy the cheap, the cheap imitation stuff. Buy like the real ones because it's 29 cents, dude. You can, you can swing cool. that. Yeah, you get a It's kind of like the terminals on the back of a speaker. Yeah, it is. Pop them open. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, that was cool. And that thing, those wagos, those wagos are just the fucking time saver. Um, yep. And I mean, I don't know, you, some of you guys don't work hourly, but you know, when you work hourly, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep twisting these wires together. Well, you know, every time you do that, you got to cut it off and twist them together again and cut it off and twist them together again. Pretty much pretty soon you end up with no wire with these things. It's on and you can take it off 50 times if you want. I, perfect example. So on my blue 850, I'm working on the trying to get the speedometer and, and thing working. So I went to yeah. Lowbrow Customs and I bought uh, two clocks that are, are cable driven and they work the right ratio and everything for the bike. But then I was like, well, I want I still want to have 
you know, my like high beam, low beam, turn signals and all that shit. Sure. When I got the bike originally and I was doing it, I took this this other one off and I clipped the wires right at the rubber nubs. Yep. <laughs> I'm an idiot. And so when I got these things, I'm like, oh shit, I need those back so I can do it. So then I had to play the game of like cutting into the rubber and then yep. soldering a thing into like a thing in the nub. Oh my god, it sucked. I spent two weeks because I, I do one wire and then I get so frustrated that I just leave it and I come back <laughs> later and do another one. But yeah, that, that's terrible, man. Well, the other thing that's good about the Wago stuff is it's like Lego, so you can add in. So it's really cool. Like you can buy a Wago that's like six terminals wide. So you can go into it with one positive terminal and then go pop, 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 and add a bunch of different accessories to it and then have one feed powering six things as opposed to having six things all going into one positive terminal. So it gets rid of the spaghetti factor real good, you know? Oh, actually, uh, one of the one of the guys in the chat that Atrian mentioned, and I didn't know it, they even existed. It's a 3M 1194 copper tape. Nice. Really? The only the only problem the, the only problem with that kind of stuff is that yeah, you can tape it; it'll do continuity. But the current that's capable of withstanding it's right. that's the sketchy part. I mean, it, I agree. It'll get it'll get you up and running, but it it's not going to last. <laughs> but it's an option. It I, I actually didn't even know it existed. So, uh, yeah, because I I again I went through a big period of my life. In the early 90s, I was famous for having, from Radio Shack, they used to have what's called match solder. Hmm. And match solder were these little tiny squares, little tiny rectangles. And they were like shorter than your pinky nail. And you would basically take two wires, join them together, wrap the match solder around it, and then literally take a match or a lighter underneath it. And it would melt this really soft solder into the joint between the two. Yeah, yeah. And it's and you'd buy a bag of these things, and they literally looked like confetti, which was just silver confetti in there. But that was match solder. And in the 80s and 90s, I thought this was the coolest shit in the world, because who needs a soldering iron when you're on the side of the road right. in the rain? But we all smoked, so we had a lighter, right? And so you could just wrap this shit around there and hit it with the lighter, and you're good to go. No, that shit is like, it has a life expectancy. So once you did a match solder repair, you had to remember to go back in there and, and fix it proper with a real soldering iron and get some heat in there and get that stuff to move around. Because the match solder was basically just a Band-Aid going around it. So life expectancy of one mile down the road. Yeah. Well, we've seen some hinky shit. Like I fixed wires on my points with cigarette paper, you know, cigarette wrappers and shit. That's what Big Ben just said on the chat. He was just like a cigarette foil will get you through and back home. Man. <laughs> yes, it will. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'd be amazed. A pack of cigarettes can adjust your points timing, can satisfy any blown fuse in an old motorcycle. Just take the old glass fuse out, wrap it in cigarette foil and put it back in again. Uh, cigarette foils equal to about eight amps on a fuse. Yeah. I always carry a... Uh a 22 round to put it in my if i blow a fuse i can just one of those glass you just put a 22 round in there works every time john that's how you know that you're a hard motherfucker yeah. <laughs> i mean it'll let you know if it fucks up there right i mean if you're going over the current it's just like yeah when it overheats you'll know it what's the amp rating on a 22 cartridge before oh. you shoot yourself in the dick Do you <laughs> know I think that that's a good question. Yeah. 
Wouldn't you it might be have to do some testing on your bike. No, <laughs> I think I think it would actually be a matter of convenience if just like, you know, if when a fuse blew, there was an audible signature that let you know that you blew a fuse. So well, what you're saying is there's all kinds of better fuses these days. So especially if you're talking blade fuses, yeah. they have blade fuses that actually have an LED built into them. And they also have resettable breaker blade fuses. Oh. So like your automotive style thing, it has yeah. a little thing that pops out and you can just reset it. I use those for diagnostic. I got them in my toolbox. I've got an eight amp and I've got a 30 amp and they're blade fuse size. So I can stick them in there when I'm sick of, look, I'm troubleshooting. I am probably gonna blow a few fuses. So they could either spend the money and keep replacing the fuses that I'm blowing, or I could stick a breaker fuse in there and stick a breaker fuse in and blow that son bitch 15 times. Who cares? Just reset it. You know, now that might not be what you want to have on your bike for on the road purposes, but my KLR did. I had, I had breaker fuses in my KLR. Why not? So is, this, is it me or is everybody starting to, to go out of sync here? Phil is really, really laggy. Like his voice, like he'll talk and then all of a sudden his mouth is moving. Michael French is not out of sync. And I don't know about the rest because nobody else is talking. It's fine from here. Yeah, I'm all right. You might have some latency on your end. I know my computer every once in a while, my internet connection gets a little sketchy. And then it goes, it sounds weird and everything gets off and then it catches back up. Don't forget, Hoff is in his bunker with the tinfoil and the 13 VAPNs and all the other shit going on. So I'm sure. And the Hoppy's number nine behind him. And what was that? Did you put a box of shells behind you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's. Oh. Oh. What the hell is that? Okay. All right. It's an old BMW. So when we talked about last week, it was sitting here. I don't know. It fell out of the sky. (laughs) But uh, it's an R32. Is it a model? Is it a toy? What is it? Yeah, it's a little. uh, It's a. It's actually a pretty good model. If I can get it out of the box. Don't point that thing at me. <laughs> You're gonna end up cat assed. That's my new motorcycle. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Oh, that's super that's cool. cool. Yeah. Damn, that's nice. But Mecklefresh got me on his text on the group text on his birthday. I'll race you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you have two more cylinders and about fifty percent more horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> But I liked his his force protect his force perspective picture that he took and yeah. sent for yeah. two seconds. I was like, "Holy shit! Congratulations, man!" And then he was, was like, exa- "You said something like I forgot what you said, but it was like, uh, yeah." <laughs> I you know what John when John posted that picture up of that toy yeah. suggestively placed in the foreground of his own garage. Right. At first, I thought he was photoshopping it, and I was like. Ah, no, he didn't Photoshop it, but he also didn't buy a $100,000 motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) I did go online and I did look, I did look to see Indian fours completed auctions, like bikes that sold. And yeah, there's, there hasn't been one of those that sold for less than $50,000 in 15 years. But, but I, for one second, I was like, okay, it's his 50th birthday, which congratulations, John, happy birthday. Thank you. 50 for John. Um, and I was like, he did just sell a house. I'm like, did he do that? I was like, wow, man, John's like balling right now, man. Do you guys know, 
You guys know our friend I'm Cleveland Emma. Rich. <laughs> Cleveland Rich. <laughs> you guys know our friend Emma from the Misfits? Yes. So Emma has decided to, you know, to venture out on her own as a four hire motorcycle mechanic. Why don't you move it to Cleveland? I, that's what I said, dude. Bring her in. Uh, pay her whatever the fuck she needs. And the interesting thing with Emma is I would pay her whatever money she needed to work here, but then I would also charge people money to sit and watch her work here. Right. So for real. Uh, but so she's starting her own shop and I have all these perfect custom uh, restorations. So this is a great thing. She, the first bike she's doing is a black shadow. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's cool. How cool is that? That like, you know, what kind of bikes is she going to work on? Well, she's starting with a black shadow. So that's baller. That's, that's hardcore right there. So if you're in the Santa Cruz Monterey area, take your bike to Emma. Um, she's starting her own gig, man. And I, I couldn't be happier for send her the work. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'm, I'm looking forward, like trying to figure out shit I could bring that's even up to that standard. Cause I don't have any bikes in my collection are that cool. You know, your vintage bike needs an Emina. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris is Janus. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You could take his Janus in for an Emina. <laughs> it, it took 65 minutes for the first Janus joke. <laughs> there will never be enough Janus jokes. <laughs> never get old either. The guy, uh, that's what Sev said at his shop. So his shop in Raleigh, uh, he was saying, he's like, oh, he goes, yeah, as soon as we got that bike in, um, we just instantly, the Janus joke started happening. So Chris, did you try to buy? I did. Yeah, I, I called down there <clears throat> on Friday. So we talked about it Thursday night. I called down on Friday and I said, uh, I talked to a guy by the name of Mark. Yeah. And uh, he says, eh, no, it's sold. I said, oh, shit. You're shitting me. I said, we were just talking about <laughs> it on the, on the podcast last night. And uh, he says, um, your Janus is shitting me. <laughs> so, so I said, I said, tell me about the bike. And he said, it's, it's build number 002. And I said, so how'd you guys get it? And he said that uh, the owner of the bike was a roommate of one of the owners and bought it back in 2015. And I said, you know, I, I was a little surprised. It's a, it's a five-year-old bike and it's got 237 miles on it. I said, I, I put 250 on mine just driving it back from Indiana. I said, <laughs> well, you know, and then I said, I, he, he had it down for, he had it down for 3150. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I think you shorted yourself by at least a grand. I bet you could have gotten, you know, 4,000 at least he's, and he said, he said, yeah, you know, you, you price it at 5,000 and it sits on your floor for two yeah. years or you price it at 3150 and it disappears the next day. Yeah. And I, said, yeah, I get it. So then I told him that he was going to be on podcast 313. <laughs> he says, oh no shit. So, so I, uh, I tuned him in and uh, he's, so he's going to send you 600 bucks a week. Perfect. To, uh, um, you know what's nice is it's it's no surprise that you'd want a younger, less used Janus. 
than the one you had. Hey, that was an older hey. one. Yeah, it's an older one. Oh, it's yeah, an older, it's, it's an older left used Janus. <laughs> a little, it's a little more opened up. A little it's more, a little tighter. No, it's it's, it's older, yeah. but it's less used, so it's tighter. It's not leaking fluids or anything anymore. <laughs> Okay. So I do have to, I, I do want to call out just because we do, it is winter time. And for a lot of us here in the great white North, um, that means we spend more time watching our televisions, less time out in the garage wrenching on stuff. So thanks to sleepy. I do want to tell everyone we, we told people years ago, we told people to start watching AVE because AVE is magic and you should all watch AVE. Um, he, he's helped me live a better life. Mm -hmm. um but the other one that i must insist that you watch is vice grip garage oh yeah um he's good you will notice some of us making certain gestures um with the sparkulators sparkulators yeah lightning makers um, <laughs> we were so dr waters pointed out she said is do you think that there's a chance that he does the malapropisms thing um intentionally kind of like because ave certainly does that yeah. develops his own language, his own words for things, euphemisms. And we did notice that Vice Grip Garage does the same thing. It's it's oh, yeah. a very interesting take on, you know, not every word is the best word, no. but sometimes anything can be a hammer. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And I, I got to say, I, I love that. And it is fun to watch them, these particular people take on the projects as we get deeper and deeper into posting more of our garbage on the internet, there is a certain type of pervert that's going to watch this. And uh, again, anybody else wandered into this room right now, they'd look around and they'd probably fuck off. Yep. Uh, but there are <laughs> certain, they should. Yeah. Well, you know what? And you have your language that we've all adopted. I'm sure it came from you. Like I never said, fuck your hat until I met you. Right. Well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was there are a number of there are a number of things that do exist in a community yeah. that, that circle back and circle back and circle back. Stop and being so Camaro. <laughs> oh Nobody man knows what that means except for the people that are down, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a what about squatouche? Yeah. That's another one. I use that shit all the time. I trot Squatouche out constantly. Yeah. He puts that shit on everything. <laughs> I put that shit on <laughs> It's so true. Chuchin. Hey, you want to hear a joke? Always. <laughs> sure. Oh, that was enthusiastic. <laughs> So yeah, student one hurt Sleepy's joke. So a, what? You didn't a get student, my joke. Come on. So a student wanted to earn some extra money and decided to hire himself out as a handyman. And he started canvassing a wealthy neighborhood and he went to the front door of the first house and they asked the owner if he had any jobs for him to do. And the owner said, well, you can paint my porch. Uh, how much will you charge? And the student says, uh, how about $50? So the man agreed and told him that there was paint and ladders in the garage. Everything he'd need is right there in the garage. So the man's wife inside the house heard the conversation and said to her husband, does he realize that the porch goes all the way around the house? And he said, well, he should. He was standing right on the porch. Short time later, the student comes back to the door to collect his money. And the guy says, you're finished already? The student says, yeah. I had some paint left over, so I gave it two coats. Impressed, the man reached in his pocket, gave him the 50 bucks, and the student says, and by the way, 
It's not a Porsche, it's a Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. That's fantastic. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's fantastic, dude. I like that. That was great. (laughs) There we go. I don't have any silent letters. letters. Hey, the Phil, Germans for, don't use silent letters in their language, so. <laughs> so, so. You were talking about like the the, the breaker stuff for when you're trying to debug. I've seen not for bikes, but for other applications for trying to debug when you have a short mm-hmm. using a thermal camera adapter for your phone because you have the camera already there. Because obviously, buying a camera dedicated thermal thing, it's not cheap. Yes. Have you tried it before? Yes. So F-L-I-R, um, there's four words, forward-looking infrared. Um, F-L-I-R has also become a brand name. I think, Steve, don't you have a FLIR camera? I do. I have one. Um, <laughs> Seek makes them, too. Yeah. So They're cheaper. Yeah. So if you have access to a FLIR, FLIR, not the baseball cards, FLIR camera, um, I'm going to tell you, any problem in your motorcycle will be evidenced by heat and smell. So if you don't have FLIR, use this. And generally speaking, if you've got something electrical on your bike that, that isn't happening anymore, it's fucked, right? And when it's fucked, then you go back in and, and you let everything cool down and you go back in and you put a, a new, uh, a, a new uh, uh, fuse in there. So you put a new fuse in there and then you start it up and it breaks again and the fuse pops. Then put your nose all over the bike. So grab things with your hands and smell things with your nose. And if you do that, you'll figure out the source of the heat. And the heat is always the fucking problem. Period. Whether it's I think, a- I think uh, Cinch is having a fucking problem. Melting <laughs> <laughs> down over there. That was that was more Get than the I anticipated. <laughs> the heat is the biggest symptom of the problem. Yeah, so. I mean. Whether it's a bearing or a short circuit or a coolant issue or whatever, heat is... Or it's a super hawk that is burning up on the side of the road. (laughs) Yeah. It it costs some heat, let me tell you. Yeah, that's it. What doesn't matter what it is, it is usually heat will be the evidence of the problem, you know? And that's the the reason most of the magic smoke in all the electronic components, the reason the magic smoke gets out is because there was enough heat to penetrate the casing, and then all the magic smoke goes out, and it's fucked. Yeah. So then you got. I've heat. used that that um, thermal camera for everything. It's yeah. it's great. I mean, you use it for electrical panels. I mean, that's basically it works well. The only, the only thing I don't like about it is that the pixel density is very low. I mean, it's a like one forty by eighty or something, but it's an over. You have a camera with a, a thermal overlay, yep. so I mean, it works okay, but. It's hard to see UFOs because that's what I'm really looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one for my, I bought one that clips onto the back of my iPhone through a lightning jack and it was like 120 bucks and it ain't, it ain't awesome. 
you're not going to be able to spot ghosts or anything. But what you will do is if you hang on to it and you look at, you know, uh, the junction box to your bike, you'll see where all the fucking heat is. Like you'll see the problem. And uh, it's, it's not, it's not joking around. It's, it's exactly most of the problems with motorcycles will tell you where they are. If you take a time, like Oscar says, and use infra like forward looking infrared, looking at that heat, uh, that heat will tell you a hell of a lot. So that's that's kick ass. I, just, I want one on my helmet, though. I mean, I really, really would like to have those overlays in my yeah. glasses or something at night to see a deer. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean you usually see a deer at the side of the road. Cadillac put it into their cars. I mean, they've got it on the dashboard of the car that it's looking forward at all times. So you know that's cool. And if you if you don't have that for your camera or for your phone, find somebody that has a brand new Cadillac and then bring it over to your garage and aim it at your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's not cheap. I mean, the, those flare for an iPhone, it's just mm-hmm. like three hundred bucks, so it's not cheap. The shitty one I got, the shitty one I got off of the uh, the Amazonian children. Yeah, that one I got was like I said, it was like one hundred twenty bucks or something like that. And it's it's resolution is garbage and you have to hold it perfectly still because if you move it at all, it just loses the image. Yeah. 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 So that's it. You guys want to play a game real quick? Always. Okay. Knowing that the Grom caused a big stir in the motorcycle market, Mm -hmm. knowing all the manufacturers are out there, who do you think just dropped a fucking Grom destroying everything motherfucking killer? Ooh. I don't know. No, Kawasaki already has their bike, and there's tons of Chinese knockoffs. Yeah, no, this is uh, one of Suzuki the, has one of the big, like big, like this is a big manufacturer. One of not, mm-hmm. let's not say top four, but top ten, top ten, like okay. real, not just like you know, not sling poo, but with a, a, a backbone. This is like a real manufacturer. Ducati. It's the, it's the Ducati Monster One Thirty Five. Anybody else? Anybody else got an idea? Dan, what do you think? No idea. Oscar? Got nothing. Aprilia. Almost. Check this motherfucker out and tell me how many of this will sell. You ready? Go ahead. Bring it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So it's a a shit pylon. Uh, Fart pillin'. Right. I can never spell that right. It's I was never sure whether it was the smart pillion or the sharp pillion or right. the yeah. Smart. But it does up. look exactly like a smart pillion seven oh one. Right. But it's much smaller. Seventeen inch rims though. <gasps> really? Seventeen inch rims. Yeah. Look at that. So this is like you know, this is like the KTM K pipe. But with a lot that's a dual that's a dual overhead cam liquid cooled 125 it sure is holy shit that's really cool man phil you need to put those in the uh in the stable boy i'm telling you i i I don't know who's who's i don't know that doesn't look like it's going to cost thirty six hundred dollars no it doesn't that does not look like 337 pounds that is brilliant Dude, that thing is. I it mean, looks, look at that's a that's a nice size bike too. Not really light. Three hundred and thirty-seven pounds is not that light. <laughs> for oh, what it look is. at look at this though. I six-speed transmission and fifteen Hurspers yeah. and a one twenty-five. That so and here's what's crazy, guys. 
that 125 cc thing is going to mean that there's a hell of a lot of places on planet earth where you don't need a license to ride that and the fact that it's got all those cool things um, I think the MSRP on this was $27,000. They say anything here. Hold on. Let's see if there's any. I don't see any price. Come on, Sanchi boy, look it up. It's made in China. I mean, we know that. But it is like no shit. I mean, it's ABS. It's all the good things. It's it's everything you'd ever want to have. And it looks like a, a shark pillion. So that's kind of cool. Is it, is it just me or it looks a little... Yamahai? It does. It I, does. Love how, I love the promotional shots have the kid worth the skateboard in his backpack. Yeah. <laughs> just got done. He literally just got done coming from the soccer mom next door. Oh, look yeah. at the little, the little turn signal sticking out. Little turn there. signals? Oh, it's adorable. Dude, that thing is badass. Yeah. It's a good yeah. looking bike, man. I think oh. it's going to be offensively expensive. Badass. Yeah, that's the oh, thing. Boy. I wonder how much it's going to be, and I can't. Yeah. I like it just the way it is, too. I think it's 3200 Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think there's something that said ten thousand bucks. Oh, that down. was just some idiot. He, yeah, that's guy, just some. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. But, but, but I can Settle tell. down, Hoth. I like everything about it, even that ridiculous Husqvarna Svartpillion gas tank. Yeah. Thing that makes no sense. Uh, the the most ridiculous gas tank ever. But that's the most legit 125 cc motor I've ever seen in my life. Though. I agree. <laughs> I mean, if they if they charged you fifty dollars per angle. <laughs> it would cost five thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I think it's wow, gorgeous. Let's just let's just, just for the hell of it, real quick. Hold on. Yeah, I, I would. Again, I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the tiny radiator oh, and the brown R. So that's rupees. Yeah, that's rupees. So that's India oh, right there. Yeah. So you can you can extrapolate from there what the price was oh. in India. Which doesn't kind of give you an idea here, but what's what? Yeah, what is this? Uh, let me get a con currency converter going. Yeah, there we are. Hey, the, the chat is saying six k. Six k. Yeah, I, I how close it get. Again, I don't doubt that the. Uh, yeah, that's that's a ton. I mean, there's so much going on with that that. Uh, like the, for my just for my basic thing is like everything should be convert like compared to the mm -hmm. Kimco K pipe because that's a 125 that is the most basic 17 inch basic 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 thing. Remember the old Madass 125? Yep. Well, the old Madass 125, God rest its soul, it suffered quality sag. It used to be great. Then the Chinese, the quality sag drop, drop, drop. Forget it. And, you know, that lost all its thing. The K-pipe, the Kimco K-pipe, kept its quality, and it's the cheapest 125 you can get with a 17-inch wheel in today's market. Um, and they are cheap. You know, there's nothing wrong. Speaking I like of the that, spade. Speaking the spade, of the, the spade's really good. But they like, did it, didn't they? The spade's not cheap, though. So the spade is actually really made in Taiwan. It's not made in China. So with the spade, you are paying for the Taiwan craftsmanship. So a spade's going to cost you $3,200 to $3,600, where the K-pipe's going to cost you $2,300 to $2,700. Right. Right. Oh, Phil, so there's about a thousand dollar difference, which is about like sixty percent, seventy percent. How does the spade hold up to the TNT one thirty five? Because they're both hard to tell. Because 
I don't have enough buyers. I don't have enough experience selling that bike to people that are actually out there riding it. Every spade I've sold, I got three guys I've sold spades to that ride the shit out of them and they're in good shape. The bikes are still kicking ass. And I've got two or three guys I've sold TNT 135s to that are riding the shit out of them and the bikes are still in good shape. So, you know, I don't have anybody that's got like 60,000 miles though on a spade or a TNT 135. Right. Those the Sims are nice too. Those Sim uh, Cafe one fifties. Yes, the yeah. Wolf. The Wolf. Yeah, the wolf. yeah, the Sim Wolves. I mean, I like those. I mean, that's a. Hey, speaking of the madass, do you remember Phil? You sold a yellow one to some dude that went and put fuel injection on it and all kinds of crazy shit and redid yeah, the that whole thing. Circled bike. back, right? So Mike got it for free. Okay. And it's in his garage. We have it on. Well, he has it on the stand. I'm going and we're taking, we're trying to recarburate it because the fuel injection died and he can't get it working and it's all <laughs> fucked. So, can I have the fuel injection parts? Um, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll see if Mike can pile them together, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get that for you, but we're going to, I've got that. three or four of the factory OEM carburetors just sitting on my shelf. Cause we used to take those carburetors off and put larger Mycoonies on. Well, I think we both, he, he has something. And I also have a 26 millimeter flat or 26 mil flat side that I was going to put on the grim, but I never did. So I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to do this. Can you look up the price again in rupees? What that sharp pillion was? Yeah. Uh, I, I looked it up and it comes out to, uh, about $1,800, believe it or not, in India. So I don't know about here. And I, I think, uh, a train also found that as well. Yeah. Wow. You think that's There's no way that bike's selling for eighteen hundred bucks? No, not here. They won't. Keep, no. It doesn't include shipping, though. If it comes within two thousand right. bucks, they will never keep that in stock for the next five years. No, I mean that's no. It'll be thirty five. It'll be around thirty five hundred. I would say. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I do it all day long. I mean, that's 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 the kind of thing that I think it's gorgeous, and I think it looks great, and the knobbies are are brilliant. And I'd even let them fuck it up and put DOT turn signals on it and all that other crap. Uh, but it's still, it's a cool bike and there's, there's way more going on with that bike. John said it, dual overhead cam, six speed transmission, 125 cc's, all that shit's legit. Liquid cooled. Liquid cooled. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You know, now if I didn't weigh 210 pounds, that'd be cool. You know, if I was like, if I was built like Nick, that'd be cool. But I'm not. Hey, 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 hey! I'm not paying it out. <laughs> I want to be. I'd rather be built like Oscar. That's, <laughs> thank you, John. Even though you shitted on me before we started the podcast, but I'll let it go. <laughs> but definitely like an AMA or like a the just band camp, just shitting around the place, and it, it's it looks good. I liked it. Oh yeah. Hey, there's all kinds of shit. We all said after three days of AMA Vintage Days, small bikes look sexy. Like shit that you would never drive on the street at all is totally appropriate for AMA Vintage Days. Yeah. It's like, yes, a CT70 or a CT90, dead sexy. After three days of AMA Vintage Days, you're like, I need to buy one of those. But yeah. Speaking of that, Puff, did you find out and put a deposit on that new uh, Honda 125 CT? The, the dealer said that they have, there's no word of it yet. Oh, okay. I, look, I will get my Huntsman first. I will get my, hunts, my Hunter Cub first. 
I'll put the rifle scabbard. I put on the I put on the pot, the Facebook yep. uh, podcast group. That dude's making those rifle scabbards. I already sent them money. I am ripe to be ripped <laughs> off because that's that website was sketchy as shit. I don't believe for a second I'm ever going to see that thing. Um, I think it's like the canoe I ordered on Wish. We're never going to see it. All right, and or it's going to be this big. In two right? days, you're going to get Phil Waters. It looked really good. It's an Irish canoe. In two days, you're going to get a thing that says, Phil Water, did you authorize 720 pairs of Nike Jordans or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, fucking Facebook, on Facebook recently, they had a G.I. Joe Jeep, like a World War II style Willis Jeep that was one sixth scale, right? Which means G.I. Joe, the old G.I. Joe, 12 inch guys will fit in it perfectly. And it was remote control with rubber tires and, and windshield wipers that worked in the whole deal. Wait, just to clarify though, 12 inches is about that big, right? Yeah, well, at <laughs> Cleveland Moto. In, in your house, yeah. In my house, 12 right. inches. But so my Facebook <laughs> was overwhelmed with advertisements for this remote control Jeep toy that it was coming into me at like nine different channels that all thought I should buy this thing for $69 impossible yeah, right. Right? to get anything of quality for $69. That is GI Joe size, like way this big, like big GI Joe guy size. And I was almost going to buy it except for the fact that about a year ago, somebody told me that I should buy this Volkswagen bus cooler. And it was a cooler. It had a handle and it was in the shape of a Volkswagen bus and you could pull it behind you and it would take ice and beers. And there were pictures of and it. It looked this big. And it looked, yeah, it looked like, like, like that big, like for real, it was huge. And I saw the pictures of it and it was very, very big. And I signed up to buy that thing for $39 or whatever it was. And no shit team. This is what they sent me. They sent me a four inch long Volkswagen bus toy here let's uh, this, this, this big. yep here check it out this so this is what phil thought he was getting hold on you thought you were getting this you see it that's what it, that's exactly it i swear to god that's what i was getting i you got that that, that thing <laughs> invaded my facebook and i was like that's fucking cool i'm gonna own that <laughs> but what they actually sent to my house could fit in some people's butt <laughs> <laughs> it was not cool. And so, yeah, I had to do all the things and get my money back and fight for it and whatever. So anybody who ordered that thing got um, dicked. So this, so, is, this is a fake photo, right? That's not the size. Whatever. No, that thing probably really exists. But the thing that they send you, like the ideas are like, oh, well, you can't say we didn't send you a red and white hippie van because they did. They sent me a red and white Volkswagen transporter. The problem was it was like 143rd scale. Right, you know, it was and on the top like, of uh, Michael Fresh's car in, out in the garage. Exactly, right, exactly. So you got to watch that shit because if it's on Facebook for sale, it's bullshit. Well, that's like they have. There's like this um, fifth scale monster truck with a 46 cc motor. Yeah, it's called like the Terminator or some shit. It's like four thousand bucks, but it's indestructible. Yeah. So on Facebook, same thing. They showed that, and it was forty five bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, you know, I always report those. Fuck those guys, man. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the Jeep thing, the Jeep thing hit my fucking Facebook and just, they, like, it was like nine different sellers all trying to get my money. So, obviously, if it's green and four-wheel drive, I need to have it. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's the game. But, 
Yeah, so be it. The uh, uh, That's that. So, I sold an AK today. Oh. The AK right. what? I'm glad you <laughs> Thank I'm you. 47. <laughs> no, I sold an AK 550. Oh. And somebody will look that up right now. Come on, cinch for Christ's sake. AK? AK? Jesus Christ. AK? AK Kalishnikov, automatic Kalishnikov. Uh, I sold an AK 550. And what that is, is that's the newest, nastiest, powerfulest scooter from Kimco. Um, that transforming robot matrix insect looking scooter has a twin cylinder, eight valve fuel injected 53 horse purrs motor. So it's, um, is it the same motor in the BMW? It is. Thank you for noticing. It's yeah. a silver wing killer. It is a silver wing killer. Yeah, it is. Um, so there's a lot going on with that bike. And today I sold my very first one of them. Does what it have an electric windshield? Yes. My what does it cost in rupees? Yeah. I don't know. I would have to do the math on that, but it costs, uh, it costs uh, 8,200 freedom units. Well, my, my BV is starting to almost be sold now because I think I need Nice. Them. There you how go. Much is this? What, what, how much now? How Scroll much, down. How much, what's the speed on this thing? Um, what's the same uh, as 100, your BV? 196 miles an hour. Perfect. As fast uh, as you want to go. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, so this is this is Holy shit yeah 53 hertz purse yeah wow yeah this is not fucking around dude that's yeah. almost like an nc750 <laughs> almost identical in fact <laughs> it's got 50 percent higher um red line it is it's a higher red line and it's more torque than an nc700 <laughs> uh, it does look like a piaggio couch it does. It is. Look, man, again, this is not my flavor. This is not what I would choose to be, you know, out in the world on. That's but this terrible. is for a certain person. You know, there's a certain person who's like, I want a, a, a freaky fast scooter. And that's what this is. It's it comes in your choice. I love the color options. It comes in your choice of gray or slightly lighter gray. <laughs> <laughs> But, but even if, even if the look that it has, wait, 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 wait. the BB is really fucking comfortable. Look, Don't get me wrong. I've never seen a scooter ad start like this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing video gets straight to fuck your commute. I'm going to smoke a tire and have sex with your mom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it is it is the fuck you of scooters ever. I like that they got fucking Vin Diesel's brother or uh, Paul Walker's brother to do this. Yes, they did. This is Paul Walker's brother. Uh, he is actually Paul Walker brought back from the dead. Right. Um, it has <laughs> not. Was that? Was that? That didn't have chain drive, did it? I mean, I was. I, it, no, it's uh, it's it's an enclosed drive. Okay. It's a belt. Like, it's a belt drive. Yeah, it's a belt drive. There's something belt drive. back there. Yeah. Rumbo brakes too. Yep, it's a belt drive. Um, so if you guys want to go back in time, there was an Aprilia 850 scooter. And I, I don't think one of them ever sold or made it to the United States. And the Aprilia 850 scooter, which I sat on, I rode it. The Aprilia 850 scooter is seriously a giant fuck you. It's the same as the, it's the Mana motor that was in Steve's bike, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I rode the, the 850 scooter. It was not fucking around. Um, clearly, this bike is Kimco not fucking around. <laughs> so um, there, there you go. So as much as we, as much as people will fuck with, you know, scooters, this is Kimco's, uh, Kimco's ridiculous, hilarious, insanely too much scooter. And none a power of the, scooter. Yeah. And none of the Bergman bullshit. I'm an old man with a colostomy bag kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like this is fucking straight up scary. This is a straight up cool bike, you know? But they showed in the video, they showed the brown. But check this out. So they Jesus. actually have three options on the website. Let me show Go you ahead. real quick. So you have gray. Yep. You have slightly less gray. <laughs> and then you have darker slightly less gray no it's actually two colors so the colors are space gray which is the dark gray and the other one is called i'm going to get this right satin silver crystal oh so apparently the 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 lighter color is satin silver crystal or light silver crystal did you see in the video they had a nice maroon looking kind of rust color i saw that yeah coppery yeah 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 Yeah. we're not we're not getting that color my order sheet only has two colors on it it's the silver and the gray and the silver is apparently like a flat satin you know silver anyway wow they brought the cape hike back for 2021 they did uh, they did bring the K-pipe back. It's the exact same K-pipe it's been forever. So <laughs> whatever K-pipe you buy, whatever spade you buy, and whatever K-pipe you buy, they're all the same. It doesn't matter what year it is. I, I've never had a chance to write, write any of those, but at least look-wise, the Aprilias do look sexy for a scooter. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the uh, like Aprilia's have always been the sexy of the scooter mark. Like, the, right. oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so Phil, I think just if you can talk to the company since you got you know you sell quite a few Kimcos, I think for Steve's compound we need a couple of these for testing. I'm just just saying. I was actually looking at Kimco quads though. They have a 450 that's yeah. pretty reasonable. They do. And uh, I love the way the back of the, those little baby quads, I like the way the back of their fenders flip up like bat wings. <laughs> like at any moment, that thing's going to jump up into the air. <laughs> Can you imagine when you hit a bump and you land on that thing right yeah. with your posterior? That's- right in the balls. Yeah. 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 yeah, look at this. For, we need this. This is what we need yeah. right here. Look at that. We've had like you, you know at our shop we don't do many quads because that's just not where we go. But we've had we've done a few Kimco quads over the years and they are solid as fuck. I mean, like it looks good. Do they, do they make a working like a work quad? Yeah. yeah, they well they used to. I don't know if they do anymore. Something with racks. Yeah, they used to make a whole fucking flock of quads. In fact, Kimco quads did better in America than Kimco scooters did for a while. The uh, but anyway. Do they make one with a uh, tree growing up between the uh, <laughs> the engine and the front tire? Oh, hey, so Steve, did uh, did did any uh, fire departments ever contact you since the big the big event? Yes, they did. Uh, I got a I got a cease and desist order because this fucking neighbor started a fire in the backyard in my backyard. Wait, the, the wood what? the wood cutting guy. No, that Eric, the guy that bought my house started burning all his shit in his backyard. And Friday night, not last Friday, the Friday before that, the week after that, the week after we got busted, 
where I got busted. Yeah. My fire department had to come back with three fire trucks and put out the fire in the backyard of my other house. But Wait, you didn't own the other house, did you? No, I own both houses. I'm still waiting for it to transfer. So when you the idiot. department came and you weren't even there and they were like, this dude's burning again. No, they wrote me up for an unattended fire. Wow. <laughs> and they wrote, yeah. they wrote me up with like 10 different citations. They gave me like, they cited me for like 10 different things. No fire extinguishers, uh, uh, no permit, no uh, unattended fire, too close to a structure, all this other stuff. They wrote me all up and I got a, I got a certified letter. Wait, no wait, bourbon. Wait. Hold on. Let me just clarify just once, just to make sure. Circle back on this. We're not talking about anything from the fire that we did. No. I wasn't there. Nothing. No. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing from that fire because because I got it. I, the lady, the post office lady knows who I am. She came to the plant. And she's like, you're in trouble. You got a certified letter from the Oakland <laughs> Fire Department. I'm like, this has already been taken care of. And she's like, no, it's for your other house. And I said, what do you, you mean? It's for my other citation. house. You didn't get a ticket. You didn't get a arrest warrant from the fire where there were 14 fire vehicles there that they could see from space. <laughs> no, they didn't even say boo to me about that. But you got a literally. So that, so that first one was your free pass. Right. But Evidently. the one that you didn't start that it was started by your new land I'm sorry, your new landowner. Yeah. Right? Now but, and I didn't even know this was happening. My boss texted me and he said, I was in a meeting with a human resource director, and she says you're in deep you're Hoffert's in deep shit. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and then he put a little fight, he's like are you burning again at your property? He texted me. Are you burning again at your property? And he put like little flames, like like little emo flame, flame emojis. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I called. And then as soon as he sent me that text, the post office lady rolls up with a certified letter from, from the thing. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. I mean, I thought this was resolved. And so I called him. He didn't, like, he called me back an hour later. And he's like, yeah, the fire department had to show up again at your house Friday night and put out a fire in your backyard. And I'm like, which backyard? I said, it's something like, I said, I haven't so much as lit a match at that place since the first fire. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? The guy who bought the house had a fire. And then, so today I went, no, today I, I mean, I called him up and he's like, oh yeah, uh, there's no fire there right now. So I don't know. He's like, there's no fire there right now. Right so now, two days ago, yeah. So that means two days ago we had a fire, but he didn't tell me he had a fire. Right. So then today I was at the house. I was moving my dump truck and whatever, and and he had his like his boys there, you know, tearing out the house and doing whatever. And he's like, the guy's like, oh yeah, sorry about that, bro. You know, we let that huge fire in the backyard. And we left. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Jeez. That's what I said. And he said, yeah, Aaron told us not to do it, but we didn't, you know, whatever. Are they trying uh, to we just did it. You know, we just, we just, you know, had to get rid of some stuff. And I'm like, and, but we'll never do it again. It's brutal. We'll never burn anything in the backyard again. Yeah, ever. No we shit. won't burn anything. So they, so you can't even have a fucking bonfire? 
I have to get a permit, but then they already said in the letter, we will not be issuing you any permits for fires. No, 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 clearly not, because they let you slide on literally the towering inferno that used to be a barn. So when your jackhole, so does he own that place yet or not? No, all the paperwork sent to like the title agency, and I'm waiting for the cash. Oh, shit. So, I mean, but but basically he's got, I have a rental agreement with him because he wanted to get in and start working on it. Yeah. So he paid me to get in early. So he, we have like a rental agreement where he's renting the property from me. So he's my renter, but I'm still the owner while the paperwork goes through. Steve, <laughs> I do know a guy who will buy that property from you right now. Cash. Cash. <laughs> Um, if you want well, to make all those problems go away, but although right no, now, apparently if I they, bought, they that, don't want that property because you can't light fires. If I buy that property, <laughs> the, first thing, the first thing I'm going to have to do is send an edible hooker arrangement to the fire chief of three <laughs> different cities. So, <laughs> well, if the other property that I sent letters to today comes through, then that's not in New Russia Township. That's in Carlisle Township. My God, man. Like, yeah, and they don't care about fires over there. <laughs> oh, that's out of the Oberlin Fire District, I think. Plus, this, this thing is so buried, you'd never know that there was a fire there. Like, I'm not joking. I would buy Steve's other property because other, Steve's other property is connected to a property that the owner doesn't want to do anything with. So like you would buy Steve's other property and you'd essentially have this next door neighbor that could never or would never occupy it. And that'd be the perfect property for me to buy. Done. And I would never occupy it. So it doesn't matter. You'd have two it's people perfect. that would never occupy anything. So. Exactly. so you buy a property and you essentially get two properties and then you get Steve next door as your neighbor. So now you can run dirt bikes all over the fucking place. And you basically have a dirt bike park that backs up to where Steve and John work. Right. <laughs> or where Steve used to work. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> and now, and now John McElfresh is the uh, supervisor. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I'm trying to float to the top of the septic system right now. <laughs> I bet you John's the one who lit the fire. <laughs> yeah, he goes out there every night and lights another fire just to get me fucking fired. We know how to get this the guy more, out of here. The Steve, more, when you're tired, when you're tired of fucking around with the guy who's committing arson on the property you're trying to sell him, let him know that his rent is done. He can fuck his hat, and I'll be happy to buy that property off of you. Well, I'm waiting for the two twitchy guys to burn it down accidentally. <laughs> I mean, because it's it's those guys are like. You know, I was talking to them today, and they have these, like, twitches. Like, they're like, yeah, uh, we'll do. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah. Their yeah. money still spends. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it spends maybe on a little. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. They're, they're, again, all you got to do is tell them the deal's off and kick them out, and I'll, I'll just pay you tomorrow. I'll give you the money. So. What's the deal on the barn? The barn with the silo and the silo shitter. Uh, we talked about it last week, but I, I'll just give you the updates. It was a giant piece of shit. Uh, again, there are very few properties that I've ever walked into and said I wouldn't spend the night in there. And this was like one of those horror movies where you're like, I don't think I'd spend the night in there. Uh, it's, I mean, it was interesting, but it's interesting in so much as you like to look at other people who own it. 
and go, wow, you've made quite a commitment to a bad idea. Uh, I would never buy it. No way. Um, it was three acres of the strangest property ever, a triangle-shaped lot, very narrow at the front gate, very wide at the back, and it backed up to what I like to call the fire swamp from the Princess Bride movie. Um, it was a place where no human can exist, and it was be- you know hundreds of acres in the backyard that you don't own, but it was literally 100% swamp and hawthorn. So awful. Um, and then the barn itself, complete and utter devastation. Uh, nothing good can come out of that. So somebody will buy it. No, no, not me. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a mess. When it was an posted, absolute mess. When you posted the pictures of what you looked at before you went there, mm-hmm. yep, there's like, they should be sued for false advertising. It's not. But the, here's the good news is the good news is that guy didn't publish any of that shit. No, it was me. It's, I'm the one that knew that he wanted to sell it. So, right. I mean, I don't know. I never, I, I, I fixed the guy's wastewater plant. And the, That's and what the guy, I do. Terry, Terry, the owner of it, is a super nice guy. And he wasn't trying to lie about anything. He spent the past eight years since he bought it tearing out sheetrock tearing out insulation that was waterlogged because somebody took a barn and tried to turn a barn into a livable commercial, you know, party center. And John McElfresh said it best. Barns are built the way they're built to keep hay from catching on fire. Right. You need aeration. You need stuff yeah. moving through them. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. It is not watertight like a frog's ass. It is basically shade. Oh, yeah. Usually when I mean when you're putting the boards on a barn, you always give a little space so it'll breathe. It's exactly I right. got cussed out because I kind of cut a window in one because I was tired of shoveling grain in the dark. <laughs> he's like, oh you didn't now the birds are gonna get in. I'm like, well now light's getting in and I can see what the fuck I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. It's so a barn is a strange thing because every you know, every suburban rich asshole has this idea that they're going to go out into the uh, the adjacent countryside to the big city and buy a barn and turn it into a fucking big house. And that's exactly what happens is people see that barn on a piece of property. And they're like, well, nobody's, you know, nobody's milking cows there or cutting steaks there anymore. I'm going to turn that into a kick ass big 4000 square foot house with giant cathedral ceilings. Buy it. Yeah, basically, you're going to have to. Basically, you're going to have to build a house inside the barn. That's exactly right. Yeah. The outside of the barn is literally, it's just a barn. It's meant to keep hay dry. That's it. So, eh, fuck that. So, I'm, I've learned my lesson. Stay the fuck away from barns. So, Unless you're purpose building a barn. I mean, <laughs> if you purpose build it, it's not a big deal. But the steel yeah. barns are pretty much airtight. Yeah. I mean, not airtight, but they're, I mean, they're watertight. Yeah, and if I were to build a prop, if I were to build a four thousand square foot building somewhere, I'd build a big steel building, and off you fuck, you know. Just right, fun, right. So, did you guys hear the uh, the story about the uh, the Amber Alert that went out in Texas the other day? No. <laughs> huh? So, an Tell Amber Alert know. sent to Texans last week warned that a child had been abducted by Chucky, a twenty eight year old male with red or auburn hair. Blue eyes that stands three feet, one inch tall. His race was given as other doll. <laughs> <laughs> the alert 
was sent by email and warned of a 16-pound suspect wearing blue denim overalls wielding a huge <laughs> kitchen knife. <laughs> they included the picture or an image of Chucky the Killer Doll introduced in the 1988 slasher film Child's Play. It says the Texas Department of Public Safety has since apologized, saying in the statement it was that it was sent as a result of a test malfunction. <laughs> we, we apologize for the confusion that it's caused, and we're diligently working to fix it. So then it, it says the alert identified the abductee as Glenn, a five-year-old boy wearing a blue shirt and a black collar. <laughs> the doll's name is Glenn, and the Chucky child. She says that. The alert said that Chucky and Glenn were last seen at a residential address in Henderson, Texas, about 130 miles southeast of Dallas. A woman answered a call to a phone number associated with the addresses. Yes, I'm aware when they asked about the alert that went up. And then Dan Mancini, the director and screenwriter who created the Chucky character, shared the news item about the alert on Twitter saying, please find them. <laughs> <laughs> So, so somebody just spooked the Texas Department of Transportation. You guys, that was, that was great. I liked when they hacked the road signs and said zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Warning, zombie apocalypse ahead. Okay. Does anybody remember the theme song for My Buddy? My Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. He goes wherever he does. I go. I do. We yeah. do. Yeah. My buddy and me like to climb up a tree. My buddy and me, he's the best friend he can be. So when Genuine Scooter Company came out with their buddy scooter in 2006, I fucking recoiled in agony that I was going to be forced to sell a product that was called My, my Buddy. And that stupid song got into my brain box and wouldn't leave. It burrowed around like an earwig. It was awful. And I was just like, I, every time I walked into the shop and I saw those bikes, I was just like, my buddy, my buddy and me like to climb up a tree. My buddy and me is the best friend. I fucking became livid over their decision to name that bike. My buddy. I mean, Oh fuck. It, it, it was just awful. It was terrible. And it, it <laughs> and, and that's the end of Phil Waters for the evening. Yep. My buddy. My buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they made him that way on purpose. What, I mean, those, those fucking I things think are Bill went to go get it, his my buddy doll. I think he did. Well, while we wait. What look, what year do you think these motorcycles are? Are you ready? All right. Here we go. What do you guys think? 2000. Anybody? Anybody? 2009. I'll go farther back. Well, it says 2021 at the top, so I'll say 2021. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nick, yeah. no fair. Come on, buddy. <laughs> These are all the new 2021 Harleys, and they look exactly the they same, look the same. as every other Harley ever made. Of course made they are. Ever. It's a Harley. They didn't yeah. do anything. Oh, no, the fat, the fat Bob looks a lot better. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, the Milwaukee Eight. So, I mean, obviously, the the, the Milwaukee Eight mm. is a big deal, and, and and that's cool, and that's great. But you're right. Every other bike, I mean, the motor's different. The bike is the same. You know, it just looks like. But you'd think they would try to do a little something different. Uh oh, oh, you're stabbing my buddy. <laughs> fucking buddy, man. I'm telling you, the fucking buddy. That song. That's just the whole fucking thing. Like everything about that. Stupid fucking marketing plan. I call that bike my buddy. And it turns out it was genius because everyone loves it. And uh, fuck, piss me off, man. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. I digress. If if you guys have been watching the news and stuff with all the Wall Street and everything like that, Harley is not doing well at all. Like they they dropped a shit ton of points. Very happy that when I bought my stock for Harley Davidson many, many years ago, I bought it at about $13 a share. So I'm safe. It's not going to, I mean, it ain't going to go back to where I bought it. Right. But I do get the shareholder updates and they're pretty hilarious to read those Um, things like, you know, we we are going to maintain our commitment to the uh, Gajongdao Chinese company. We're going to maintain our commitment to India's, you know, company. All the people that build parts for them, they are making a point in their shareholder briefing to let them know that we're not going to leave you, even though we're leaving 14 or 15 different markets right now. We are still going to honor the contracts that we wrote to you. You well, know, Hoffert's asleep. The guys who make the Benelli's um, and everything we're else. We're down 11 percent this month. Yeah. And this is so, you know, just the other day they announced their whole deal and they said that they're spinning off in my letter that said they're spinning off the live wire into a whole new subdivision. So electric is going to be a subdivision of Harley Davidson now. And that's why there was no 2021 live wire on their main website. I don't know if I believe them or are they trying to turn Harley Davidson electric into like a Buell kind of thing so that when it tanks, that doesn't actually affect Harley Davidson's main gig, you know? No, it'll be like first energy. We'll split the company, we'll split our nuclear power plants off and say that they're bankrupt and we'll just keep the profits for ourselves. I don't know, but but they made it a point in the shareholders letter to specifically say that that they were creating a separate division for electrics. So whatever that means, I don't know. But they still have not admitted or said this is the Livewire 2021. They're, they're, they have not said that. that like, there's so, no picture of a 2021 Livewire. Yeah. So the real question is, is anybody GameStop in the stock? No, no. Is anybody short in the stock? And No, I don't see that as happening because, I, I, I again, just like anything, I don't think the nerds really want to save Harley Davidson or the the nerds don't want to play the game. The Reddit guys don't want to play the game with Harley Davidson because it does represent old guard. And Harley Davidson is also one of these things that it's like, it's like if you add it up and you go, okay, well, if they lost 18% and then they lost 21% and then they lost 25% and then they lost 22% and then they lost 11%, that adds up to more than 100%. So, but, that, but that's where the institutional investors come in and, and they short the stock. Yeah, so somebody's once the stock to- starts getting shorted. That's when the when the GameStoppers come in and start buying it long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, they did it for GameStop just out of like nostalgia too. Yeah. But I'm just saying that they they were trying to screw. They they ended up at, at one point they were trying to screw the institutional buyers. Sure, but. 
their their coalition fell apart because they were too, they were too profit hungry. And when they started when they started taking profits, then their coalition fell apart and they fucked up each other. So I mean, it kind of fell. It's kind of fallen apart. It went from yeah, but- twenty to four hundred. Now it's back to forty. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they knew that it was a failing company. But in this case, the Livewire, it's like any other company, a first generation of anything. Mm-hmm. It's sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn hijackers, man! Damn it. I hate it when our Zoom gets hijacked. <laughs> hey, 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 Cinch, Cinch, oh, there's, a, there's an online uh, 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 a competition to see who's going to go down first. I, I, I heard about this. I might have heard about this. Apparently, the hack. Johnny went down first. <laughs> I like my penis much better. I know mine was like my mine was horrible. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. That's a, that's what Mrs. Cinch was telling us. I know. Oh. A, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was the worst. Rendition of a dick I've ever seen in my life. It was bad. It was like waxy and brittle. It was strange. I couldn't figure out what was going on with that thing. It was like like something you found under a log. I've seen some Snapchat filters, but I've never seen anything that bad before. That was really lousy. That was a crap dick. You want to hear a joke? It was Cinch's self portrait. Yeah. I had to stretch it. I had to make it <laughs> presentable. <laughs> All pixelated. Stretch. I'm pretty sure that wasn't human. <laughs> looks like some lousy Photoshop. That was a monkey dick or something. <laughs> All right, one last joke. Yeah? So an older lady's doing some housework chores on a beautiful Sunday morning when suddenly the doorbell rings. So she opens the door and a well-dressed man is standing there and says, Hello, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. Do you have a moment to discuss the Holy Word? The lady was in a good mood and just put on a pot of coffee, so she invited the man in, sat at the kitchen table with him. She offered him a cup of coffee and noticed he wasn't look he was looking a little lost. She says, Now, what would you like to talk about, dear? The man replied, Beats the hell out of me. I've never gotten this far. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen one you've seen them all <laughs> those poor Jehovah Witnesses are so misunderstood oh man uh, I always talked to the guy that came to my house and then he said he had like a 69 Cadillac and uh, he would come to my house and he's like oh yeah I, and then one day he didn't have his Cadillac anymore and he said the church made oh, him no. get tithe or whatever. So then he stopped coming around. And then like three years later, I saw him in like uh, the bin when the bin was around. Yeah. And he looked like he didn't shave for like three years. He looked like he was homeless. <laughs> it was like they, he got booted out of the church for some reason. Maybe like they didn't like his car or whatever, but he got booted. And he, I felt really sorry for the guy. He ran out of cash. So yeah. My favorite, my favorite Mormon thing is stunt cock. Do you guys, do you guys know stunt cock <laughs> from the greatest movie ever made? You guys know this? No. So the guys from South Park made a movie called Orgasmo, and Orgasmo is about a superhero that like is 
has an arm thing that can shoot people and make them have an orgasm. But because it's South Park, the two main characters are Mormon, and he's just trying to sell Bibles, but he accidentally knocks on the door that they're shooting porn. And they're like, come here, you can make a lot of money, and he needs money. So he agrees to do it, but he won't actually have sex. So like he does all the stuff up until sex, and then they go, stunt cock. And then some big black guy comes in with like a 14-inch dong and like replaces <laughs> that stone in the thing. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. So I will tell you, I got a good piece of email today. Our uh, SSR 125s have shipped. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So Very nice. we got, we've got uh, we've got five more SSR 125s coming in, in a mix of in a complete mix, a rainbow of fruit flavors. Uh, so we'll we'll take the 110 back and we'll populate the uh, burn pit with. <laughs> so the police can get called for other things other than random fires <laughs> the sound of, of that you know going on over and over and over again so we did uh, i did want to say that we had uh we did get one question about what is the difference and this is kind of a big deal is what's the difference between a pit bike and a dirt bike and this is kind of relevant to our interests there is a difference between a dirt bike and a pit bike um and yeah, what I one's think, got documentation well <laughs> yeah that could be it too so uh so what uh, one of our podcast listeners had said you know hey look what i thought it was was i thought that it was that we had a um a, the difference was they uh this is from Sean O'Hara and Sean O'Hara says, uh, I thought that the difference between a pit bike was anything less than 150 cc's, but it appears the term coincided with Chinese bikes. I can't say that I've seen a CRF JR or PW labeled as a pit bike. Am I wrong? And then, uh, Sean O'Hara says, have a shot for me way ahead of you. So here's the difference between a pit bike and an actual motocross bike. Here's the way I'd like to tell people. Remember that pit bikes were originally meant to be literally used in the pits of racing other types of things. So you'd be racing your street bike or you'd be racing your dragster or you'd be racing your car, street rod car, whatever. And you'd have a little mini bike that you would use to get you from where you camped or where your tent was set up where your hot pits were, where you would be between races. But you'd have to go all the way to the tower to get your pre-race briefing, to get the stats, to get your times. The tower was central to the racetrack, and then everybody else was scattered out. And it can be pretty fucking far away. So what people started doing is they started grabbing these little mini bikes, these cute little adorable kids mini bikes, and they would take them to the track and you'd just have your leathers on and shit and you'd just jump on the mini bike and haul ass over to the tower where you could get your pre-race briefing and all that shit and then you'd go back to your pits. And it was a pit bike. It was not meant to be ridden off-road. It was not meant to be ridden on the racetrack. It was just something that got you from where you were camped or where your pit was to the tower. And what happened is in the lull in the activity at lunchtime between when the racers would be out on the track and then they'd bring people in for lunchtime, they would do things to keep people interested. And one of the things they would do to keep people interested is they would have pit bike races. 
Nice. And I've been to a bunch of these racetracks where that shit happened. And they'd say, okay, get out your pit bikes, show up on the grid, and go ride your pit bikes on the track. And they would do a lap or two or whatever, and motherfuckers would race. <laughs> what? I'm just looking down. <laughs> I looked at my phone. <laughs> That, that might count as friendly fire. <laughs> Jeez. My God. That I was, and that was served on a platter, too. <laughs> so that's a little well like. done for my taste, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might you may have to turn that one a little more. That was all, black, all burned up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so pit bikes. my phone. <laughs> yeah so pit bikes were but a motocross bike is actually meant to jump in the air so pit bikes are not really meant to jump in the air pit bikes are meant to be like they look like dirt bikes and everything else but they are not really up to the standard of a motocross bike a motocross bike whether it's 125 cc's or 80 cc's or whatever a motocross bike is actually meant to go jumping through the air and a pit bike is not meant to go jumping through the air i don't think travis pastrana and the nitro crew knew that though Right. So like, <laughs> look, KTM makes some amazing 80 CC bikes that can go jumping through the air. Right. SSR makes some 70 CC bikes and 110 CC bikes that should never go jumping through the air. So right. Right. Um, that's the difference. My personal thing, pit bike, no air. You know, I, bike. My, when I had my, uh, my Suzuki SP 250, the, trail version of it the dr250 it didn't have a license plate or lights or anything like that i i heard or i, I think i've read it being referred to as a pit bike uh which i'm not sure how accurate that is but that begs the question what's the difference between a pit bike and a trail bike mm-hmm. well in a pit bike too though by by nature of it being called a pit bike not street legal yeah so Pit bikes, in my experience, if it's a pit bike, if you're saying I need to get a pit bike, legality is not an issue, right? Now, you can use anything you want as a pit bike. I've gone to races before where my pit bike had more CCs than my race bike. That's for real. I have used my you know pc 800 i have used a cbx 1000 to be my pit bike for the bike i was actually racing at the race and to be fair you have to take into what when are we talking about because back in the 70s it might have been a a seat or um, a a little you know 50 cc three-wheeler in the the 80s it could have been a honda cub in the 90s so like every year it changes and now once people figured out that people like them now Mm -hmm. you were flooded in with pit bikes from all these different manufacturers but, right yeah so and so pit bikes, the trail bike the trail bike can do miles of trail right so you know you're not going to get on a pit bike and take it out a pipeline and go out you know ride a pipeline as far as it can go right. Ooh. Watch me. good question from the, the the listeners here um were those considered pocket bikes or pit bikes back no. in the day pocket, pocket bikes, bikes is its own religion Okay. So look up uh, Blata, B L A T A. Mm-hmm. So Blata is a Czechoslovakian company that basically took the idea of these little toy bikes that the European manufacturers were making, little two stroke, but they had bodywork to make them look like sport bikes. And then Blata, B L A T A, 
they went ape shit with it. And Blada, I give them credit because they built little Ducatis, they built little oh, Yamahas. Those. They built all kinds of little bikes. And pocket bikes are straight up legit. It's a pocket bike. You look like a monkey fucking a coconut. I forgot about those. Yeah. And we used to sell a lot of pocket bikes. And we sold pocket bikes. We sold pocket choppers. We sold all kinds of that little shit. But for years and years and years, the ones that we knew people that rode them, you know, there's YSR racing and then there's pocket bike racing. So YSR racing is like gorillas on bikes. And YSR, pocket bike racing is like gorillas riding helmets that have tires on them. Well, check uh, this out. Check this out. This got announced like a couple days ago or something, yeah. I think. Uh, Fe- yeah, no, February. Oh, a year ago. This was a year ago, but they had a big announcement today, too. Mm-hmm. So Moto America is starting a whole series, and pit bikes got so popular. They're yeah. doing this brand right here, which is a 190. It's a 190, like, Honda-style yeah. motor. So, yeah, these are – so this particular brand – what they've done is they've created a racing class around this product. And that's not the first time that's happened. There have been many racing classes that were established around a particular product. And usually it takes a lot of money behind there to say that. But uh, usually, eh, you know, this is a class for people up to the, you know, 15, like under 15 and over 15. Yeah, but look at that. So doing. 190s. So yeah. like adults, if you have yeah. a set of full leathers and about yeah. five grand, you can race Moto America now. Yeah, that's well. You can race Moto America, or you can go to YSR League and go race with the guys at YSR League on less expensive, more available, different classes kind of thing. Right. Um, I think that just like the Red Bull Cup, the Red Bull Cup was like the KTM small bikes. Um, that will turn into a money game eventually. Yeah. So maybe getting into grassroots stuff like YSR racing in your neighborhood, uh, or like we our friends that do the Circus Bear Racing League, which are all 50 CCs, you know, 50 CC <laughs> Hondas and shit indoors. Uh, that might be a fun way to get stupid too. So uh, I just I just hear the sound of 220 pounds of bones hitting the wall at, at high speed. <laughs> for those pictures, they definitely need to put someone in there for context of yeah, scaling. There's no fucking way. I mean, you can tell that it's a small bike, but who fucking knows how small that fucking thing is? It's not I mean, that it's small, though. Hold on, man. They're pretty cool. We um, sold a couple of pocket bikes back in the day that were 70 cc's and they would rip down the alley at 45 miles an hour way too fast for their own good. What he's talking about, these mini motos, these mini GPs and stuff that they're doing, they're not that small. They're TNT 135 size. Like they're legit. Oh, yeah. yeah, like look, like okay. here I can't get these damn because yeah. of stupid stuff. And I believe they're 12, I believe those are 12 inches, wow, 12 inch wheels on there. Yeah, right here. Yeah. So like, look, they're, that's a full size dude. I mean, they're they're small, but they're not tiny. That is a child. Oh, that's, that that's, is not a full that's a good size. Dude. No, it's a decent Go scroll, go look to your left. There's a, a couple of adults standing there next to a couple of children. There you go. That's the picture you want to see. Yeah, but it's still it's a decent size bike because that's the kid oh, one. That's, that's, you know, yeah. so that I mean, shit's tiny. It is tiny, but it's not as small yeah. as you think it would be, you know? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I could have that. I mean, that's a really small bike. No, here, um, there you go. That's the size of it is, and that's a kid. There you oh, go. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, for an adult, yeah, you're going to look like a monkey fucking a football, but at the same time, it's still rideable, though, you know? Oh, yeah. You can yeah. still fuck yourself up with that one. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. I'd love to do that. That'd be yeah. Fun. 
And that's, I mean, any, I mean, any getting on the track, the whole idea of nearly killing your friend over a $7 trophy. Um, so you can, you know, shout about how cool you are and stuff. That's, that's what it is. I, I don't you can buy those things for $7. Oh no. What time is it? Oh, oh. <laughs> I can close my eyes <laughs> for any of our podcast viewers. Um, we start recording at midnight and we generally go from midnight till three in the morning. That's why these guys drop off like flies. Um, it's a weird thing. Um, we have there's daylight savings time. And then there's um, you sewer know, guy time. Yeah, Lake Erie, <laughs> Lake Erie region thing. Yeah. So it. John used to be able to stay up, no problem. They started working for Steve, and now he's falling asleep constantly. I see how this works. I'm did glad I did donuts. I, did you take donuts into work on your first day? Of course I did. Of course you did. Fucking class operation, right? He there. is a class. He's a class employee. Yeah. He's moving right to the top. Life. He's like sucking my life force from me. I'm starting to really feel so. Hoff, Hoff, does he know how to split wood? Does Hoff, does he know how to split wood? Yeah, he uh, disappeared as soon as the, the thing started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I split I'm, it all myself. I split that whole trailer myself. So Steve had put out a thing back a while ago saying, "Like, hey, I'm took you long enough." I'm gonna, I'm gonna looking for a couple of guys to work, whatever. And I was too far away in case like a water pipe broke. And I'm starting to really not regret this decision. <laughs> not. <laughs> so, you know, I've got this flavor in my nose right now that I can't get out. It's called Rawwell. And yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just one, one note. But as I sat there in my living room today, I could actually pick out every one of the thousands of assholes, <laughs> one by one, a symphony of each turd. <laughs> it just it just kept mutating. It would be like one smell, but another one. It just like it was, yeah. Beautiful. Who designed the fucking raw well so that you got to go in this little block building? And stand over a fucking tank and open the valves while it fucking shits right below you. And if you close it too fast. Thousands of gallons. I mean, like, the valves could have been outside and you just turn them and it fills up and you close them. But no, you're literally standing looking down in the the pit. (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. What happens if you close it too fast? In case any well, then you better fucking stand on. I was literally so if you close the valve too fast, the guy was chuckling when he designed all this. He's like, "Oh, oh this is gonna be good if you close the valve too." John, if you fall in, try to keep your mouth closed. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. The scope, the scope that is right there beside you goes. <laughs> and runs over and and a 300 pound guy who's turning a valve all of a sudden is standing up on a t-handle trying not to get shit on his feet <laughs> so hold on i, I want to get this straight this is called a raw well yeah so this comes off raw like 
Yeah, it's all the sludge. It's the poop that settles. So it comes into a tank and it slows down and all the stuff settles out to the bottom. And on the bottom, there's a pipe that opens up and you turn a valve and that all rushes into the raw well. And you fill up the raw well and then close all the things and then you turn a pump on and it sends it up to the digester. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's you're lucky. Special. You're, Dude, you're lucky, you man. Me, when you say the words raw well, all I think is steak raw, steak well. No. <laughs> it's, believe it, it's well done when it gets to there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so then, there, then there's the good stuff. So you want to get the good stuff. So like, well, you, if you turn the valve right, nice and slow, and let it come easy, you get the real thick stuff. And then you go like this, and it goes from being a little water, and then you get this nice little plume of like muck, just blah, 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 nice bubbly stuff. That's the stuff you want. The digester likes that. <laughs> wow. That, okay. that sounds perfect for the audio listeners for all this show. <laughs> I used to hate making videos for that. And that so that you're gonna fill that raw well like two or three times, and you're gonna pump a total of about four or five thousand gallons of thick diarrhea. How much does this to come the digester? From? Does, so can you tell what comes from a Janus compared to an anus? <laughs> <laughs> that was from a listener, not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Blame it on a listener. <laughs> like not like not even kidding around. I go way back. I go way back with plumbing. And like my thing is like if plumbers charge $300 an hour, that's $300. Not enough. Right. Like. Poop is something that I have been, I have had to dig out my own septic shit. Like I've had poop related problems my whole life. I have had plumbing related problems my whole fucking life. But when, when somebody makes the decision to enter into the scatatorial arts, well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But I, I think I'll, I'll get used to it. Maybe to it. in twenty years. <laughs> no. Hawk has never shared this much. Yeah, it's really with us in the past. I think you're missing an opportunity. You should start a YouTube channel called Scat Chat and just like just show all the stuff you're doing every day. <laughs> that will come up. Oh, so that's the only. That's the only thing that's really fun. <laughs> most of it. Most of it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, taking samples and stuff like that, you could imagine that at a certain point, it's been like all oh, the guys, it's like, oh, here's the raw sewage, just dump it, pour it in a thing, you do a sample. You don't really get too picky about, oh, no, I got some on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Until you yeah. fucking scratch your lip later on when you're not. Yeah, well, wash your hands oh, frequently. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> it's not. I, I mean, it, I just, in my mind, if I was engineering that, I just don't think I would have made it. So I had to literally stand in the tank to open the valves. <laughs> no, there's no, and to make it even more fun, there's no floor. It's a grate over yeah, yeah. a pit, and all you, it's like you're standing. 
like it, it looks like he and the grates like you know it's in a in a moist environment you think the thing's going to collapse when you're standing on it and you'd fall into a pit of just raw sludge it's just oh, it takes literally the screen door in a submarine yeah <laughs> so john's been but then i was talking with uh nick nick it was like yeah, you see those valves down there? I had to go replace that. I'm like, oh, that's a bad day. Well, you've got to go down in the pit <laughs> and work on the valve. Yeah, he did. He, he replaced the guts of those uh, the, the Zurich uh, like, plug valves. It was like it was like my second week on the job. <laughs> so you know it's going to be. I can only imagine what's in store for me. Yep, the CDC is studying you because you're a walking fucking vaccine at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just be like, oh, you, so we need to go in the in the pit, and we need to replace all those valves that have been under human sewage for how long? Oh, well, every day, three times a day for hundred years. <laughs> we're just going to blow this up. We're just going to explode this, or we're just going to dump concrete on it. And we're going to dump concrete on it, and it's going to go away. And we're going to build a new sewage plant that doesn't have this problem. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way we can science our way right around this problem. Yeah. So, John, have you noticed your wife staying a little further away from you now when you come home from oh, that was, I happened to mention that I, I maybe had a little bit of flavor in my nose. And she's like, oh, my God, I don't know. I think I smell it now. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> she's like, go take a shower. Change your clothes. John's like, like, I love my new job. I love my new boss. I'm getting money, whatever. But my wife hasn't touched me. No, I don't love my new boss. <laughs> can't even imagine i seriously i cannot imagine for the life of me what because you're going to become immune to it you're going to become numb to it it's going to be like you can't smell it anymore it's going to be yeah. like you don't even know it's on you and then yeah. it's going to be like it's going to be you're going to be in the driveway and peggy's going to have the blaster like a 1500 psi power washer mm. and she's going to be shooting it up your nose holes in every yeah. orifice honestly that's I mean, that's just like a, that's not, that's only like a, a limited amount of it. You do that and it's just like a minute or two of your day, but it is such an intense smell that it gets you in the nose. And it doesn't, I, you know, I don't, I don't think I actually smell when I came home. I think she smelled my feet or something, but, but <laughs> that's not but, saying a lot, dude. That's but, like you have a problem with your feet. But that little flavor in the nose—that's that's something special. Yeah, like you haven't hit the putrefied grease yet. Yeah, you gotta put, uh, you gotta put the Vic on the to that. nozzle. You're gonna be like the I don't SD. smell the ferrets anymore. Yeah, the grease is fun. You know, we scoop grease balls. Remember, I don't know if you were out there. You remember that one pit that had those little grease balls floating around? I like the one that has like the ripped up diapers and shit coming out in strings. Oh yeah, you gotta pull rags. Yeah, you get to yeah. pull rags. Yeah. But you know what? I have to admit, every time we've gone to Steve's plant and stuff like that, before I knew anything about them at all, I, I figured that they would smell just like shit when you walked up, but they didn't. Yeah. Like your plant, oh. yeah, it doesn't smell like that at all. Like I said, most of the day, that it's just the raw well experience. Is the that's the that's yeah. the good stuff. Right I'm sure there. there's some cherry spots that when you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, spot, you're like, okay, Oops. yeah, yeah, no way, man. Yeah, it depends on which end of the plant you are. If you're over where the influence coming in, and all the fresh stuff is coming in in an open trough, then oh, yeah, yeah. By the time you get over towards the filters and everything, everything's good. You have the influence of the plant, and you have the Janus. 
<laughs> where it comes into the Janus, yeah. you don't want to be there. You don't want to be where it comes into the Janus. <laughs> all right. Well, I see all the right. pattern now that Johnny Mac is wearing the beanie now, the same as the. Um, he's starting to be Almost. assimilated next the glasses come yeah, yeah, next dark glasses. <laughs> i'm gonna the thick the thick transitions glasses i'm i'm gonna let you guys we're gonna we're gonna let our listeners and our viewers off the hook um we're gonna let you guys go uh, i am gonna call attention to so just pay attention that you have a dis, uh, a disgruntled gentleman's ride in your world um if you if you live somewhere you got a dgr you want to ride in it go do it if you don't have a dgr make one you can host a dgr you can do it um i know you can do it because i do it every year and uh we've been hosting the dgr for many years here in cleveland and it's fun and we have a good time doing it and you get to ride your weird shitty bikes or whatever you want to do because it's dgr and it's weird just dress up um and if you don't know what it means by dress up dress up so <laughs> a little yeah there you go so do that and then if you um if you like this shit that steve put together this twitch um if you like the twitch let us know because i'm i'm curious to hear how people liked it i didn't have a little screen going on the side so i couldn't read any of your comments this week but i'll change that for next week yeah, and like um, this and is obviously this was like a test run so we're yeah. gonna figure this out we'll tailor it and we'll figure it out how to do it whatever but i mean we had at least 25 to 30 people then down to 14 and 50 there were people there wow and, that's cool and, and, thank you for tuning yeah, yeah. in yeah, and if and if you guys like the uh, shit the other Steve was putting together, <laughs> let us know about that too. There you go. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, just remember to ride fast and take chances. Play us out, John.